You're tuning in to the Raised by Rentals program. This podcast will contain strong language and spoilers for decades-old media properties. Welcome, everybody. This is the podcast where we examine pop culture franchises of the VHS era and improv news stories because we're the jolliest bunch of assholes this side of the nuthouse to imagine how we might improve our favorite movies, TV, and games. I'm Josh. I'm Mike. And we are Raised by Rentals. Mike, for the first time on Raised by Rentals, instead of having a very special guest, this time we're the special guest. For this episode, our 2023 Christmas Spectacular, we're swinging the spotlight to our very own horror host in the grand tradition of Alfred Hitchcock, Rod Sterling, Sven Gulli, Al Lewis, Joe Bob Briggs, Ron DeShear, and the late, great Gilbert Gottfried, our very own Elvira, Sam Granquist. Welcome, Sam. Woohoo! Oh, (laughs) woohoo! I'm I'm excited to add you to that list of names. I thought I think it's very fitting company. <laughs> I, I agree. It was I, very flattering. Yeah, she, she fits in quite well at that group. <laughs> well, Sam, we are glad you're here. Of course, Sam from the Western New York Horror Crew and Jerry's Closet. But today, filling the role of our very own Santa Claus, we <laughs> we are super super excited that you're here because it has finally come time for possibly the scariest episode that we've ever done uh and not because yeah. it's going to be a horror story but because we're scaring the shit out of ourselves thinking about how hard it's going to be <laughs> yeah it's so funny that you guys are scared because i always feel like you get that way on your episodes and then once you get in you're like wait wait yeah i got this yep. <laughs> it doesn't take away the butterflies though i'm sure that you know yeah. every professional like singer yeah. or professional football player or somebody they probably get the you know the heebie-jeebies before they get out in the field mm-hmm. but you know once you get out oh, there yeah. it's like okay yeah i've done this before but i still get like i get the sweats just thinking about it you know <laughs> same so, I'll, I'll be easy on you <laughs> So today what we're going to do is something similar to what we did for our episode 42, Whose Improv Is It Anyway, which we affectionately call the Mousetrap episode. And that was a fun game where we collected some prompts like cliches and tropes and things from the audience. You guys gave us some ideas and we mixed them up on a randomizer. And then we just came up with this wacky story about, uh, what was it, a comic book about anthropomorphic mice and... It was like this like saw game. Like I don't even remember all the details now, <laughs> it, but it was, it was fucking like a, crazy. A horror comic that had to tie into another franchise, which ended up being Looney Tunes. And I wanna say there was like there was a, a, a character that was supposed to be or that was more important than they originally seemed to be. There was like a bunch of different twists. But uh but yeah, it, in the end we we got there and it turned out to be one of the most fun episodes we've done. Yeah. It was hysterical. <laughs> Thank you. Certainly one that we've referenced a lot because we think back and we thought, oh, that's the hardest thing we've ever done. Like everything else is easy compared to coming up with a story based on eight different categories of random things we had to include <laughs> in the story. Yep. <laughs> uh, and it was the longest episode that we ever recorded. Not necessarily the longest episode that we released, but it took us the longest time to actually Fuck. record it because of all of <laughs> You wouldn't believe the number of like ums and ahs and you knows and oh shits that I edited out because we were just going, uh, what the fuck do we do now? 
there, there, there was also, unfortunately, a, a very strict time crunch. So we ended up having to be like, all right, mark down where we are. I got to go to work. We'll pick this up tomorrow. And then we had to record the second day. So you can't even yeah. tell, like, you can't tell that you guys like stopped it and then jumped like back in. Like it works so smoothly that yes, you don't notice at <laughs> nice. all. Nice. Yeah. It's, it's the scene where they go down in the sewer and there's like a, some kind of like a secret code on the wall that they have to solve where we were just like, fuck dude, let's just do this tomorrow. Like I can't think anymore about what we're <laughs> supposed to do. <laughs> and I was like, I got to get dressed and go to work. I'm <laughs> As you're trying to get dressed already, like, oh, no, this isn't working. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. And, and Mike knows how many fucking times have I been on one of your podcasts over at the Boogeyman's Closet that mm-hmm. I, I've been like, fuck, I'm in my car. Like, I'm trying to rush home from work. Like, I got to <laughs> yeah. pick up the dog. Like, all, I, I thought I had this scheduled, but all kinds of shit just got in the way, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and had that Mousetrap episode been any other mashup or any other plan, it would have been kind of a cheat because we would have had like the entire night to think about, fuck, like, what are we going to do to finish the story? And it's not really an improv if you have all night to think about it. But yeah. because we were doing these sort of random categories, all we really had to think about was, OK, how do I get them from like this place in the sewer to like the next thing? Because everything after that was still totally random. Like we were only halfway through, you know, yep. so uh, <laughs> I still think it's pretty legit. Oh, hell yeah. Crazy episode. Yeah. And it was uh, super fun, too. And we got a lot of really good feedback on it. Sam, we know that you were fan of the episode so oh, yeah. we just we decided we want to definitely do that again for our christmas special this year but we're going to mix it up instead of taking audience suggestions or i limited them to five choices per category just so that we wouldn't have this ridiculous number of potential you know prompts that we would have to work into the story but this time we said well fuck all that let's just have a ridiculous amount of prompts that we have to work into the story <laughs> <laughs> oh, just to make it even more terrifying. <laughs> and then we decided, well, let's just take it out of our own hands. So we have zero control over the story. We have zero possibilities to plan ahead. And so, yeah, so Sam, we invited you to come and host our little Christmas episode. You have all of the story. Uh, I guess, prompts or genres or whatever, you have all of that stuff that you're going to randomize. And so we are putting our fate in your hands to tell (laughs) us what kind of a Christmas story you want to hear this year. Oh, yeah. Should we just jump in? You guys want me to start with the first one? I think we're as ready as we're going (laughs) to (laughs) be. Also, I'll just say one more thing, which is that We agreed because this is a Christmas special. Obviously, it has to be a story about Christmas. And we've just been kind of assuming it would be a movie all along because that's kind of what we've been doing for most of the year. But also, we've had our spooky train rolling since before Halloween, having all of our uh, fall and winter episodes this year so far be horror stories. So to keep that going to the end of the year, we agreed that we're going to do a Christmas horror story movie But that's all we know. Everything else is like, I guess we'll find out, Sam. So we'll toss it, the spotlight over to you. You got to tell us how are we going to start this improv Christmas horror story? Okay, so we're doing this by random wheels. So we entered in all the data into the wheel and we're going to give it a little spin and see what we are going to get. So, all right, it's spinning, spinning. Can you hear it? (laughs) (laughs) The suspense is killing me. And it is Slasher. Oh, okay. Okay, okay that's right. a, well within my wheelhouse. <laughs> yes, okay. Okay. Yes. I, we can, phew, okay, wipe the forehead a little bit. We can do Slasher. <laughs> um, 
Yes, yeah, so, and, and just for the audience, so the slasher is our horror subgenre. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that we're done with genre twists throughout the throughout <laughs> this, but okay, so we're going to start with a slasher Christmas story. And you know, it's almost similar to our last episode because we unwittingly did a Christmas story as part of our Black Friday special. I don't think we had even planned that going into it, but somehow it became, you know, Christmassy. We ended up killing a slasher character with uh, a giant candy cane decoration. <laughs> <laughs> Which was fun. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, so let's do this again. So, Mike, how do we get started on a slasher Christmas story? You okay. have seen more horror movies than me for sure. I don't know about you and Sam. You guys might be neck and neck, but I think like, yeah, I think we're pretty equally matched. <laughs> so you kick it off because I'm probably going to have some great idea, and you're like, yeah, dude, they already did that in you know some movie ten years ago you never saw. So you you kick us off. But do you guys okay. feel like you might need layer two to get that kind of going? Oh shit! So okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah you know what? Let's let's do layer two as well. Okay. Yeah, and so... this. This way we can kind of know what we need to do with the slasher. Yes. Yep. All right. You ready? This one, it's, I threw some random other ones in here. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right. I'm nervous. All right. Let's go. Let's here do this. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Puppets as in Team America as a reference. <laughs> oh, <shit>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So oh, this is God. going to be a, like, uh, what was it? The Thunderhawks and fucking yep. Team America. And So you could have gotten live action, animated, found footage, claymation, or puppets. <laughs> Oh, God damn it. You know, I purposely took Claymation <laughs> off of the original list, and Puppets is almost <laughs> as bad. Fuck. <laughs> Merry okay. Christmas. Love you guys. <laughs> okay. Wait, wait, wait. We, 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 can, we can work with this. We can work with this. In fact, this might actually play into the, the seedling of the idea that I had that started to pop up. So, okay. Here's an idea. Now, everybody knows about Krampus. We all we all know we've all heard a thousand different tales about Krampus, but there are a fuckload more of other horror spooky you know characters like like for example uh, Belsnickel. Uh, it's a okay. it's a, a German uh, folklore and basically he's he's very similar to Krampus but he's a human he's just a, it's like a picture like if George Costanza was a Krampus <laughs> he's like a pissed <laughs> off little man who goes around and like knocks on kids windows and he asks them basically to recite a bible verse or a poem and if they screw it up he beats the shit out of them with a stick to <laughs> remind them to be better children nice um <laughs> and then there, there's stuff like um oh my god what was the what was the name i, I gotta look it up real quick uh bah, bah, bah. i know it's called the gray mare I think it's like Mary Lude or something like that, but it, it's this uh, it's it's a character that's dressed up with like a horse skull and like creepy robes and all, and they they come to houses caroling and they add rude verses and like basically they they torment you, uh, teasing you and yelling at you from outside the house until you give them cookies. <laughs> so there's a bunch of different weird things. There's also the uh, the Yule Cat who uh, eats mischievous children if they don't have new clothes. So that's a whole thing about getting new clothes on Christmas. Otherwise, oh. uh, you'll get eaten by the Yule Cat. 
Yeah, Tegan was just telling me about that one yesterday. I don't think I'd ever heard of that one before, but someone at school was talking about it. There, there's a bunch of them. There's also, uh, what is it, uh, Hans Trapp, I think his name is. He's he's basically much like Krampus, um, but he goes, to, he follows around Santa Claus or St. Nicholas or whatever, you, you know, whatever your Christmas belief is. He follows mm-hmm. them around house to house. The good kids get presents and the bad kids, he drags away and beats the shit out of them. <laughs> so... Okay. There, there's a bunch yeah. of different uh, Christmas lore to play with. So, if we're gonna do a slasher movie, and and it's gonna be with puppets, I think this the puppet thing will actually lean well into this idea. What if the slasher is taking on different Christmas lore forms? So, dressing as, like, Krampus to do one of the killings, dressing up as Belsnickel to do one of the killings, dressing up as the Yule Cat to do one of the, do one of the killings. Something like that, where we can have these, these crazy characters popping up and we don't know, uh, okay. you know, who, who's in the costume. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, I like this. Uh, I like this. I like where you're going with this. I definitely like the different folklore aspects. Um I actually, I, I had this one sort of a seed of an idea that I thought, okay, no matter what Sam says, like it might be able to do something with this idea. So it was kind of like my, my Hail Mary that I had in my back pocket. <laughs> and funnily enough, it had to do with folklore, um, not specifically any of these characters, but I was just thinking like, well, you know, Santa Claus is a folklore character. So what if we did like some kind of our own, like, you know, Christmas origin story, but it would be like, you know, the true origin of Christmas, not, you know, not the, uh, the Coca-Cola, you know, happy, you know, American pop culture version, but like the true, like dark secret behind Christmas, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so this kind of ties in with that too. Um, I have one potential, I have one hesitation, which is that I don't really personally know too much about all of these characters. I mean, I'm I'm opening up Wikipedia pages as you're talking, and I'm like, okay, I've heard of Belsnickel before. There was even an episode of The Office where Dwight dresses up as Belsnickel for one of the Christmas episodes. Oh, nice. Tegan was just telling me about the Yule Cat yesterday. There's also the Yule Lads. Uh, which I don't know a ton about, but, you know, they're kind of like these little, like, gnome characters. Uh, I really like this, uh, yeah, what is it, Mari Lude, that that, uh, that sort horse of, like, ho- horse face ghost thing that you were talking about. I think that's really cool. And then, yeah, this idea of this Hans Trap, who's kind of a Krampus-ish character, but is, like, more of a human, right? He's a, he's sort mm-hmm. of rooted, rooted in humanity, so... I guess my question is, do we want to have a thematic slasher who is dressed up differently every time, which would kind of require us to have some understanding of like, okay, what is the Yule Cat? How do you dress up as that? What does it look like? Mm -hmm. Or do we maybe take all of these folklore characters and mash up one of our own? who's, you know, kind of a combination of some of these? Because as soon as you mentioned this Hans Trap, and I was thinking sort of a human... Krampus type figure and then I saw a, a picture that I just googled online of this Mari Lude that has like a horse skull for a face I thought man how fucking badass would it be if there was some kind of like a uh, a Scandinavian trapper like some hunter who gets like you know lost in the Scandinavian wilderness you know hundreds of years ago comes across the North Pole and I, 
I don't know the whole origin story, but you know, somehow it sort of becomes like he he owes his life to Santa Claus, and so he's out there trying to make all the bad little boys get on the nice list. So he's out there like terrorizing people with a fucking horse sc- skull as a mask, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> right. Uh, so I, again, this is all just coming to me, you know, uh, just you know, just fresh. So I don't know uh, if we want to go the different costume route or if we want to mash up one of our own. But I definitely like the idea, and that fucking horse skull has to go in there somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I, it's very cool looking. So uh, let me see here. I'm look, looking up some different pictures right now. I know. Do it's you great, feel great like us picking the mashup genre might kind of help you flow more towards the next step? I think so. I mean maybe right so okay so we could get to the next sort of layer of this uh, of this story game by mashing up you know what's the next thing we're gonna do to add in um, but I think let, let's kind of figure out who this killer is first and I I think I, you know let us kind of work this out um, Santa Claus please if you don't mind <laughs> and, and then. Yep. When we feel like, okay, here's here's who here's who our slasher car- killer is, you can be like, cool, now put that character in this, you know, genre yeah. mashup. <laughs> yep. Um, okay. Um, I like the idea of of the, uh, like, where, where you're saying, like, he owes his life to Santa Claus, but I'm trying to think, do we want to, do we want to already go with, like, something as, you know, uh, whimsical or, or fantasy as actually being like, yeah, Santa's real. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that type of thing. Um, or do we want to do something along the lines of like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of, of a reason that this guy would believe that he's doing, you know, doing the right thing. Like maybe, you know, when he was a kid, like somebody dressed as Santa, helped him out or something like that. You know, so he's always had like this, this love of the holidays and noticing how, you know, miserable people get year after year, you know, it's it's like the holiday spirit is getting harder and harder to come by. Oh, that type of thing. And like, ah, oh, well, if that's how you're going to be, well, fine, I'm going to take on the evil side of Christmas. Yeah. Oh, you no, know, you got it. That's it. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but that's exactly it. So you guys recently did an episode of the Boogeyman's Closet where you covered Violent Night with Dawn, yes. right? It was one of the specials. And I finally got a chance to watch Violent Night recently. And, oh, my God, it was fucking great. Yeah, it's absolutely, right? <laughs> absolutely just diehard with Christmas, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I don't want to give the movie away too much. So I don't want to mention uh, anything about backstories here. If anyone hasn't seen Violent Night, you should definitely need to. But if I say to you, you know, Mike, the character of Scrooge. Think of Scrooge's backstory in Violent Night where, you know, again, try not to give too much away, but he basically had a childhood where he used to really appreciate Christmas and like gift giving. Something happened to him and then he sort of turned on the whole idea of like, well, if I can't have a nice Christmas, then no one else can either. So fuck everybody. Right. Right. But what if we kind of did it the other way? If he, if a character like that went the other direction, a character who always grew up, you know, maybe some rich, uh, you know, f- uh, Norwegian or Swedish, you know, family, live in a big fucking, you know, uh, European castle somewhere, just all kinds of lavish gifts, aristocratic parents, Christmas time and the holiday time was always the best time of year. And then something happens to ruin it. Like there's an invasion, there's a war, there's, you know, thieves, something. But instead of, and then suddenly this character is impoverished, but then instead of turning on Christmas, like, well, fuck, you know, if I can't be happy and, you know, no one else gets to be happy. Instead, it's like, he's, he's saying, no, like, 
this is the life that everybody should have. And every time someone tries to stop somebody's holiday cheer, I'll be there to to correct them. You know, I'll be there mm-hmm. to to course correct and be like, no, no, you're not going to ruin this kid's Christmas, motherfucker. <laughs> you know. See now, I, as much as I like that, it it's very similar to Christmas Evil. Um, where the guy, uh, I think his name is Harry Stand- Standling or something like that. He he loves Christmas, like absolutely loves Christmas, and he wants to make you know Christmas special for all the kids. But people all around him are kind of like being dicks about it. So eventually, he starts killing people <laughs> because like okay. you know how dare you ruin Christmas that type of a thing. Um, so and and again, yeah, he like he you know he Christmas was his favorite thing since childhood. So I don't know that we want to go exactly that same route, but, but similar, like we, we, yeah. could, we could definitely have something where it's like, you know, the, this person who Christmas is very important to them. And, you know, like I said, as they got older, they just see less and less of the Christmas spirit and finally decide like, I'm going to do something about it. Or like, yeah. you know, fine, you want to have a dark Christmas. I'll make it a fucking dark Christmas, you know, that kind of a thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think we can land somewhere in the middle of that too. I think it, it, if the origin of this character is, you know, they ha- they used to love Christmas, something bad happened. Maybe it, it could be as something as simple as if we're if we're not going to just come right out and say, hey, Santa Claus exists in this world. Maybe it's instead a character who's like going to take on that role, a character who again loved Christmas, something bad happened, and now all they want to do is try to make other kids happy other children who had bad childhoods right maybe he he, he right. travels around and he's taken it upon himself to become santa claus or a santa claus like figure where he just travels around giving oh. out gifts and every time he comes across somebody who's like yeah you know fuck you christmas is stupid or who or he's abusing kids or who is you know basically anyone who doesn't go along with his idea that hey this is the happiest time of year we should give gifts to people any adult jerk is gonna you know feel the sting of his braided whip or whatever you know (laughs) (laughs) okay okay um so he's sort of a christmas avenger you know he's out there like giving out gifts and like (laughs) no no one's gonna stop him no evil aristocrats are gonna stop him from you know freeing all of the poor orphan children for you know from uh (laughs) child labor in the in the factory or whatever you know (laughs) i have to keep reminding myself that this is puppets too like i keep thinking about it i'm just like I'm picturing Team America's Kim Jong Il. Yes. <laughs> like I'm so rotary. You know, like that's all I can picture. Oh right. my god. Well, okay. So so Mike, you decide. Let's let's make a decision so we can move on. I'm a fan of let's just have this guy sort of be like a Christmas Avenger who somehow has become immortal or or has lived a long life and as he's collected or as he's traveled around europe he's picked up all these like local folklore stories and traditions and and little trinkets and little gifts he gets back from the parents and the little villages and so he's sort of become a walking collection of all these other folklore characters you know where he's got he's got a horse mask and you know the i don't know little cat mule cat feet or i don't know what the fuck but Go ahead. I, I, I've, you, you just, you just gelled it all for me. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So we start off, like you said, we're going to go right back to what you first said about this, this kid who, you know, grew up in like a super rich family in Europe, um, you know, loving Christmas and like, yeah, let's do like the war torn thing. So I don't know, pick, pick an area of Europe that had some kind of crazy war and set whatever period of time this is. 
So, you know, I'm not I'm not not looking at historical facts right now. I'm just kind of flowing with this. So we mm. have this story about this guy. Um, I don't know. We want to name him. You know, I keep thinking George Costanza because I mentioned it <laughs> earlier. So like we'll call him we'll call him George. <laughs> so, yeah, sure. So th- this kid, George, you know, he's, he's this wonderful family and everything. His entire world comes crashing down like, you know, uh because of the war, you know, Christmas is ruined, you know, his family is destroyed, like everything sucks. So he grows up, as you said, to be like this Christmas Avenger where he's like going around to like make sure all the kids have good Christmases. Anyone tries to stop him, he fucking kills him. Um, so now we cut from that to present day. And we see like a bunch of like teenagers sitting around like a college campus or something, very Black Christmas style. Okay. Talking about the legend of this guy. Oh, nice. Like, so instead of it being like, oh, yeah, he's this immortal Avenger that, you know, it's just some stupid story that these kids are telling each other, getting drunk and high. Plus, the thought of puppets drinking and and smoking is is cracking me up. Um, Nice. So we have them talking about it. So then later, when the killings start, they can be in different costumes and oh, they could okay. be like, oh, it's the story of George. You know? <laughs> and then we have to figure out who is bringing this story to life. OK, yeah. So they're telling the story about this this folklorish character from like hundreds of years ago who suddenly it seems like they're on their college campus, like killing people. Right. Right. And so, right. And it, it, it would be, and it could kind of start off as a joke. Like, you know, one of these college kids is like, Ooh, it's like, maybe they, uh, I'm just looking up, I'm just trying to Google names. So maybe, maybe he's called like, you know, uh, the gift giver, right. Gift giver, George, whatever. Okay. And, and, uh, I was like, I was like, can we really just call him like the Yule Avenger? <laughs> <You know? laughs> Also kind of funny. <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> that is really funny, actually. <laughs> oh, um, my God. But, yeah, so, yeah, and so, yeah, maybe when these deaths start, this one character kind of jokingly is like, ha it's like, you know, it's G- George the Yuletide Avenger, you know, come to get his revenge. <laughs> and he's just, <laughs> but he's just, like, prophetically correct, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm writing down George the Yuletide Avenger. George. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> Oh man, oh, George shit. the Yule Time Avenger. That's so stupid. All right, all right, Samta, Samta, where'd you go? We want to come yeah. and sit on, sit on your lap and give gifts. <laughs> <laughs> if you feel anything poking your back, it's just, it's just my gun. I have a carry. <laughs> oh, I was hoping for a candy cane. Shit. <laughs> my elf has those. <laughs> oh shit. Oh man. Oh God, yeah, I to- I totally called that that candy cane uh, scene in uh, Violent Oh Night hell too. yeah! As, as soon as I uh, as soon yeah. as I saw that candy cane, I I turned to Tegan yep. and I again I don't want to give it away. I turned turned to Tegan and I was like, okay, this is what he's gonna do with that. I'm like, I don't normally like to talk during movies, but I was like, I can't help myself. That's like, yep. it's so it's like te- uh, telegraphed, but like in such a good way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All right, Santa Claus. Okay. Oof. What are we doing? What's, what are we adding oh, to wait. this crazy story? So we're doing our mashup genre. So okay. there is one that I did take out of here, but we are going to hit the spin button. See what... Ah! Time! Okay. And it is comedy. <laughs> I mean... <Okay. laughs> I mean, 
mean, it has to be. This is all just kind of lining up, isn't it? It's it's got puppets, so it's gotta be comedy. Oh I know. I for your puppets, I keep on thinking of like one girl with like the super big mouth that constantly is opening, and she's like smoking in the one scene, like Mike was saying, or shoving food in there, or like. <laughs> Awesome. Uh, I know. I was re- really hoping it wasn't wasn't going to come back with something like Western. I would be like, fuck, like I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> right. I have to change I, everything. <laughs> I was a little bit terrified of having it be Western or noir because I'm like, oh, how yeah. the hell would we do that? Everything's coming up, George. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right. Um, okay. So we got a Christmas horror story with fucking puppets that now we're gonna make into a comedy. Yes, a Christmas Do we horror. We want to slasher. narrow that down one more. Oh, geez. Yeah, the subgenre. <laughs> You're just going full speed, Santa Claus. Okay, let's. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah, because once you got all those factors, you guys can start spilling out that story and just adding mm-hmm. to it, and you know. All right. All right, well, tell us what kind of Christmas uh, horror comedy story with puppets you want to hear. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, it's I'm spinning. It's spinning. And it is a black comedy. Okay. Okay, we can do okay. black yeah. comedy. Okay. Okay, so basically, I mean, that still kind of fits with where we were, where we were. You know, it, it's it's a, a, a dark comedy. So we just got to take it a little bit more seriously. So, yeah, if it, if it had come up like slapstick or something like that, we could have, you know, or screwball, we could have done something exactly like Team America, but with it Christmas. It was almost right? buddy comedy. Buddy comedy oh, was right there next to it. It was like almost there. Oh, but you yeah. know what? I think we we could have absolutely done a buddy comedy, too, because we could have had, instead of a final girl, we could have had a final duo trying to, like, solve the murder mystery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think we, we totally could have worked with that, but black comedy fits, fits really well into this. Um, it's actually kind of, in my opinion, it's kind of the same as the comedy. Cause we're already doing a slasher movie. So it would have had to be a black comedy. So kind of fits. So I'm, I'm happy with that. And I think all we, all we, and we just kind of lean into, you know, the, the, the dark and kind of sad story of, uh, you know, George's <laughs> Yuletide adventure. <laughs> I love that his name is George. <laughs> So silly. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. We know that we're, we're going to set this in present day. It's going to be on a college campus because what, you know, holiday slasher movie doesn't deserve to be on a college campus. Right. <laughs> that tends to happen <laughs> a lot. So, and, and the other cool thing about doing a, a horror movie on a college campus at uh, a holiday season is that there's less people to see the shenanigans happening. It's oh, not as, right. as well populated. I, I always just think of movies like Black Christmas or one that I've talked about for, for years now, the Thanksgiving horror movie that does not get enough credit, Christy, where the girl is uh, on her college campus during the Thanksgiving break and is pretty much there alone with just, you know, some security guards and a few random students. And she's being hunted down by these assholes who are just trying to kill a person. And like, she has to like fend for her life throughout. And it's a great fucking movie, but it's terrifying because again, this college campus is so empty that the bad guys are able to pick off a couple of people and like, really isolator um mm-hmm. so that that it's a, it's just a scary setting to me to be like this this huge open campus and very few people you know yeah. like no one to help you type of thing so oh, yeah, it, yeah for it, sure it, it, it really lends itself to horror well 
Okay. No, I think this is good. Uh, so we, normally at this point of the story, we start like coming up with character names and kind of throwing some players in. I want to make two suggestions. And one of them is a request for Santa Claus. <laughs> you had mentioned buddy comedy and I immediately thought, oh, that's easy on a college campus. You just do campus security, right? You have like college <laughs> cops, right? So you get these like basic rent-a-cops who have guns, but like no training, you know, or maybe they just have like tasers or something. And it creates this atmosphere of characters who are supposed to be in charge or supposed to solve problems but are in way over their head because they're probably just young making minimum wage and nobody should be giving them any weapons you know right <laughs> so i kind of feel like i, I really want to stick some college uh, some campus cops in here either as the main characters who are like investigating this or you know maybe it's like this group of people who stayed behind for the holidays because they didn't want to go home for christmas and then we get we can kind of go around the room of like, well, why is everybody here? You know, this person, their family sucks. This person doesn't celebrate Christmas because, you know, maybe they're Jehovah's Witness or Jewish. You know, this person, you know, hates their parents. You know, fuck you, mom. You know, and this and then then you have like the two campus cops who are just like getting stoned with all of the students because there's nothing else <laughs> going on. You know, <laughs> right, right, right. Um, so, so I want to throw that in there. And then real quick, I was going to ask. Santa Claus, please. I have this cool idea where I feel like we can use the puppet, but I want to not have it be the entire movie. Um, so, Mike, hear me out. So, think of think of like the Candyman requel, right? Uh, recently, oh yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you you have these sequences where you they use this animation to tell a backstory. So, what if we had this format where every time anyone ever saw or talked about george it would be this puppet animation not it would be like oh, if the, the, the characters who were telling the story and then you see you know the story illustrated in in puppets and then when george actually shows up again we see it in puppets to kind of blur the line between it was she telling a fictional story or was she saying something that's like that that actually happened because it's happening now again and so every time george is there it's everybody's a puppet like there's puppet versions of all the characters but when the focus isn't on george it's just regular actors with like yeah. real bloody bodies and shit no i love that yeah I, saying, I, I like that as well but what if but what if we we only do it when we're telling the stories because mm. I think it would be really jarring to be like, here's the puppet. Ver We've only seen the puppet version of George. And then suddenly we see like the real life. It's like, oh, shit, there he is. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. No, 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 that's exactly what I, what I was going for. Yeah. I, at some point, I want to reveal like this big, you know, six foot tall, like Viking looking motherfucker with like right, a horse right. skull on his head and like a big fucking axe or mace or whatever his weapon of choice <laughs> is. And like we haven't seen him before. We've only seen his victims and we've seen people. People talk about him and it can even be something like where at some point they find a victim and some guy is telling the campus cop, oh, yeah, like I, I heard this scream and I came out here. And as he's telling the cop, we as the viewers are seeing like, you know, like the puppet of the character, like walking out into like the snowy alleyway and lighting a cigarette and then their head gets bashed in, you know, and right, it's like right, right. So every time somebody is telling a story, whether it happened hundreds of years ago or two minutes ago, it's puppets. Love it. I love <laughs> yeah. it. Okay. So and 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 yeah, I I think that you know what in the black comedy, I think we should we should include the whole buddy idea like you said. So it's technically it's a black comedy but but also a little bit of buddy comedy thrown in there. 
So, because yeah. uh, I like the idea of the two cops or the two campus security guards. So, all right. So let, yeah. let's get let's get our characters together because we, we, we yep. do need characters so we can be like not just like fodder one, fodder two. Um, oh, yeah, definitely. So let let's have let's name our our, our cops. Um, we, <laughs> we already have George. Do we want to have like <laughs> Jerry and like Elaine or something? <laughs> I, I don't know if we want to go that deep. That, 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 <laughs> Sorry, that's funny are, to me though. We already have a giant, a giant like scary slasher named George. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Oh god, oh. I just I'm picturing what he looks like, and it's cracking me the fuck up. But all right, no, um, so, so let's do this. Santa, Santa Claus, give us a name, and we'll use it. Let's do it that. Yeah. Hans. 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 Okay, let's all go right. with the Hans. Which that would be kind of okay. Maybe maybe Hans. Do we want him to have be one of the guards, or do we want him to be the one like telling the story at the start of the the movie, and and then like when everyone's like, oh come on, that's bullshit. Like when we pan out from Puppetville to like the people sitting around drinking and smoking and all that, mm-hmm. be like, no no no, I swear, you know, back back in my home, you know, like maybe he's yeah. like from Germany or something. Mm-hmm. Be like, no no, I swear, like this is this is the the legend we always grew up hearing. No, yep. you're no, you're absolutely right. And even though George is a funny name and this is supposed to be a comedy, mm-hmm. I just I just looked up like what would George be to like a German speaker, and mm-hmm. it's Jurgen, which is a fucking cool sounding name. Jurgen, like, I love Jürgen. it. Jurgen, yeah, Jurgen. So what? Yeah, we have a character who is German telling the story about like you know Jurgen the Avenger, this big tough motherfucker, and then his like college student buddies are like making fun of him, like what what like, and they're fucking getting stoned, and they're like, did you say his name was George Revenge, you know, or something <laughs> stupid, you know? <laughs> and then yeah. throughout the rest of the movie, they can be like, dude, it's George, he's come to get us. Exactly. And and and, and Hans just, but he's just fucking pissed, like it's, it's fucking Jurgen, you. Dick, you American jerk, you know, like whatever. <laughs> yes, I love that. Oh, that's perfect. Okay, so we got we got Hans. Uh, let's see. We need well, we need some some ladies. So uh, I don't know. The first first name that came to mind was Sally. So why don't we just throw a Sally in there? Okay, Sally, Sally. All right, let me see here. I don't know why I keep thinking the name Allison. Let's just write that down to. I'm good with uh, that. Allison. Okay, so Sally and Allison. Um, let's get a couple more guys thrown in there. What about? We haven't used the name Rob in a while. Oh yeah, that's a pretty, pretty, pretty basic, pretty good normal name. Common white dude name. Rob. Just Rob. Okay, so we. We have Hans, Sally, Alice, and Rob. I'm just thinking in terms of like we need some victims and we need our like our buddy cops. So yeah. let's pick two of these names uh, for buddy cops, and then let's pick two. You know, let's have like I don't know three or four you know other characters. Um, and I'll just say let's have let's have Allison be one of the campus security cops, and then can you tell us who the other campus security guy is? Um, okay. Let's, let's see here. Uh, I'm trying to think of a name that we haven't used a thousand times. Uh, let's go with Lewis. So Lewis will be the other security. Lewis. Okay. So we got Lewis and Allison are now our rent-a-cops. Okay. Write that down. And then we need a few more friends for the the group. Yeah. We got Hans, Sally, and Rob. One of these is guy. One of these guys has to be like the stoner who is like, "Did you say George?" You know, something like that. Like, <laughs> that's got to be one of them. 
go with Bert. <laughs> Bert. I'll say because uh, I, I was thinking of Return of the Living Dead with the you know the Bert and Ernie. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't we just do a Bert and Ernie parody or a joke in one of our other episodes? I can't remember. Did we? I, we probably did because I have a tendency to repeat myself. So <laughs> Let, let's let's cross Bert off. Um, I don't know. Throw throw some names out, guys. Uh, actually, fuck it. Let's go with Ernie. But Ernie is a uh, Ernie's the dog. We got. Let's put a dog in there. Why not? Dog. Can we have okay. Casper? Casper? Maybe Casper can be the stoner. That works for me. Okay, Casper is the stoner. So let's have. Let me back this up. Let's make Rob like like the jock who like. Why is he still at school? Like, shouldn't he come from like a good family? Why is he still there? You know. Um. um maybe because maybe he's dating Sally and she isn't going home for the holidays type of thing. Oh, there you go. Crush on Sally. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Write that down. So. so and then Sally's got to have uh, Sally's like uh, she doesn't go home because she has like an abusive dad or somebody. So she just like never goes home. But like she right. tries to hide hide it and is acting like totally normal. Like I'm having a good time at college, guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. So that's good with Sally being kind of like having the bad life. So she's staying there with her boyfriend, Rob. Right. Or yeah. or like or Rob just is crushing on her. I think that would be so Sally isn't dating him, but like Rob mm-hmm. is really trying to. You know, to, to hook her. up with her. Yeah. So he's like, well, I'm not I'm not going to go home to my my happy holiday family. I'm because this could also be one of those things where uh, when we get to, to Jurgen, like Rob is dismissing Christmas tradition to get laid. Mm-hmm. So basically, he's like, you know, fuck all that, you know, warm, fuzzy family feelings around the holidays. I'm trying to get some. So uh, oh, Rob's okay. Rob's going against form here, so that would give him a reason to uh, mm-hmm. for for Jurgen to come for him. I love the fact that we just created ah. a weird villain that started <laughs> off named George. <laughs> oh God, this is great. Um, so you guys still need probably two more people, right? Because we have a yeah, dog. at least a couple. Yeah, the dog is going to be Hans dog. I think that would be cool. Yeah, I think I think Ernie should be Hans's dog, mm-hmm. and then um, or maybe even like the yeah no let's go with Hans. Um, I was gonna say maybe the security guard dog, but uh, wait wait we have a character named Bert. When we're we gonna do? That's why I said no. Ernie we took dog. Bert away. Yeah, we took Bert away. Oh okay, I guess I missed that. All right, that's yeah, because Mike was like I think I feel like I used him recently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. The reason I thought that it would be fun to have a dog, whatever we call it, is. Because you always have to have reasons for, like, why are people at the campus? And also reasons for people to, like, sneak around, right? Mm-hmm. So I was thinking it would be fun to put a dog in the movie, but also you have a character who has a dog that they're, like, hiding in their campus or they're hiding in their dorm room at school. So that would give, you know, whoever this person is, like, you know, they're used to sneaking around and they're not going to go home because maybe they, like, you know, befriended this, like, stray dog and took him in and so now they're going to stick around through Christmas and, like, take care of him. But, of course, you know, the rent-a-cops are, every time they come around, the dog's owner is like, oh, fuck, i got to hide Ernie, <laughs> you know? And so it's right. like, you give somebody a reason to kind of sneak around. Not that we necessarily need to have a mystery, but you don't want to immediately, like, let everyone know who the killer is. Like, there has to be at least some suspicion of one or two of the regular people, right? Right, and Hans is definitely going to be high up on that list because he's the one telling the story. So, you know, when, when the killings start happening, they're going to be like, huh? Well, what's he doing? Why is he always sneaking around? And if Ernie is his dog, then it makes sense. Yeah, um, exactly. All right, so let's just have right. that 
be do we want that do we want Casper the stoner to be the dog owner or do we want that to be somebody else? Well we were we were thinking the dog would belong to Hans. Oh God, yes, GC. I'm not following yeah. along. Hans is the German student with the dog. Okay. Yes. Got it. Maybe he just found the dog and that's what reminded him about the folklore and the story. Oh, okay, hold up. Hold up. Uh Okay, I like where you're going with this, Sam. You just gave me a great idea. Okay, so he could the whole reason he could be telling the story it's like he takes in let's say you know uh like they're hanging out for before people start breaking for christmas break it's like very much like how black christmas starts where it's like the girls are all having their little christmas get together because some of them are going to go home for the holidays and the other ones are going to stick behind so what if we have this whole thing where we have a group of friends and maybe we include the security guards. Maybe, like, the security guards don't give a fuck that that Hans has a dog. They're just like, hey, you know, don't let any of your teachers find out type of thing because it breaks campus policy. Because we do want to have the security guards be friends with these kids. So what if we have a scene where, like, Hans comes to the party and he's got this, like, mangy dog with him. And they're like, dude, what the fuck? And he's like, oh, I couldn't leave him out there. He was, you know, a stray dog. It was cold. You know, it's snowing out there. And he tells the story of, like, you know, how he was brought up to believe that you show as much kindness as possible during the difficult months of winter. Because, you know, like, everyone needs some help and blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, you know, and if you don't, you know, Jürgen might come for you. And they're like who the fuck is Jürgen, you know? And then they start, <laughs> yeah. he starts telling the story of Jürgen, the Yuletide Avenger. And, you know, and that's when we could have, like, when we pan back out, we could have Casper, like, choking on a fucking, like, choking on a blunt or, like, taking it, taking a hit off a bong or something. Like, did you fucking say George? Like, have that kind of a thing. <laughs> nice, and yeah. then we could roll into this whole thing where, like, Hans decides he's going to take care of this dog because it's the right thing to do in the in the harsh winter months. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, no, that's cool. I like that. And uh, and with that in mind, I'll say since we're not using Bert, and if Hans has the dog, let's give the dog like a German name, like uh, like Bruno or Fritz or something like that. Oh, I like uh, Fritz. Okay, so we'll make Fritz the dog. Okay, right, so Fritz's name is or Fritz is the dog. Okay, so do we just want to have like another student named Ernie then? Because we yeah, need a couple more fodder. So yeah, yeah, let's just have like a regular dude, just a regular guy named ernie you know um maybe maybe he's wants to go home but his family is like too poor for for him to pay for you know like the train fare or whatever and he lives you know just far enough away where like he just he just can't make it and like maybe he's bummed because he's not really expecting his mom to like mail him anything because they're just not doing good you know right okay uh let's see i just want to throw a couple more people on this list so we have some fodder Um, not that, you know, I'm naming fodder, but I want to add more. So we have, we have ones we can take out. (laughs) Um, so, uh, let's see, we got, we got Allison, we got Sally. I don't want to name anyone that sounds similar to those. Travis, Uh, the silent hero. (laughs) (laughs) Let's put Travis on. Okay. We need, we need some more ladies. Um, let's see. Cassie. Anyone got a problem with Cassie? Ooh, yeah, like that. Okay. Yeah, like Cassie oh. Hack from Hackslash. Yeah. Yeah. No so we have Travis, the the strong, silent type. We don't really know why he's there. He's just he's just always hanging out. He's just real quiet. Doesn't really talk about his past or anything. We don't know why he's there for, for Christmas. And maybe you know, maybe people are like a little bit intimidated by him. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then 
let's see, Cassie. Maybe he even put the party together, so it's at like in his dorm or something. Okay. Okay. Let's see. Um, we want at least. Well, let's see. We got. I'm counting up the guys. One, two, three, four, five, six. We got six guys. Uh, let's see. And girls, we got one, two, three. We only got three girls, so we need we need a couple more girls. Um. All right, so let's throw in, let's do a Kelly. Kelly, and, okay. Yeah, just throwing a name in there, and then let's pick something else that's like not a not a typical like American or or German name. Let's have let's have Mariposa. Mariposa, right? So she's Latina. Mariposa. Okay, yeah, that it works. Means, it means butterfly. I used to know yeah. someone named Mariposa. Totally works for me. All right, so we got our our list of possible fodder. <laughs> yeah, no, I like this. So, okay, so Travis is like the silent type, but he always likes having people around. We don't know why. He doesn't, you know, we don't know anything about him. But yeah, it's his dorm room. He just likes having people around all the time. There's probably some reason for that. We don't know. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, so he, yeah, it's the the semester is about to end, and the let's maybe we start this movie with somebody maybe casper is just blatantly like smoking a fucking J in the middle of you know like outside of one of the the campus buildings it's just like in not even trying to hide this big fucking blunt and let's have you know allison come up and as the security you know uh, the security cop and come up and like bust him and she's going to kind of like walk him over around the side of the building and then be like, dude, Casper, what the fuck, man? Like you can't just be doing that in front of everybody. <laughs> you know, obviously she was, she was just, you know, putting on a show to get him around the corner. <laughs> right. So we should totally, we should totally play it off. Okay. So we, we, we open the movie. We see like this guy in a hoodie standing like, between like at the mouth of like an alley between two buildings on like a college campus, just fucking lighten up and smoke it. And the, the POV should be like behind him in the dark alley, like coming toward him. And then just like see a, a hand clasp him on the shoulder and nice. have him like spin around and then pull him into the alley. And then have her, like put him up against the wall and be like, dude, what the fuck? You're going to make me look bad. They already know I'm friends with you assholes. Give me that joint. And then she takes it out of his mouth and starts smoking it herself. Exactly. And then he's like, he's like, hey, you are you going to Travis's? I just, you know, I stopped to smoke for a bit. You know, like like he's on his way, like happy. And she's like, Yeah, we're gonna be there after we're after our shift or something like that. Um so yeah, yeah so we find out immediately like campus security is buds with the with these guys. For sure. Yeah. And Allison's going to be like, oh, man, this fucking sucks. Like, I got to work all through Christmas break. I can't fucking go home. I'm like low man on the totem pole. So I get stuck working the holidays, you know. But hey, at least I get Lewis to hang out with me, you know. And then like right. Lewis, he comes. He, they have like a little golf cart or something that's like, you know, their security vehicle. Right. And so <laughs> it's, it's got to have little like Christmas lights wrapped around the roof. Yes. <laughs> and like a wreath, a wreath hanging off the back end of it. Night. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> but I'm just picturing this big motherfucker who's way too big to be driving around in a golf oh, cart. Oh fuck you know? yeah, <laughs> absolutely. No, Lewis has to be like a, a a like not only big dude like you know six foot something, but like a holly jolly rotund motherfucker. So like he's he's <laughs> like he's that type of fat security guard. Like and I I've worked with plenty of these guys over the years. They use their bulk to their advantage. Like they're they're gonna take you down if they have to, but. <laughs> 
it's the type of guy he's sitting in that little golf cart and like the steering wheel is just like sitting on his stomach. Like he's just like crammed in there, <laughs> like like a fucking daisy canned ham, you know? <laughs> oh, nice. I yeah. was I was thinking that too, and then Allison being like really small. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're you totally know? doing the Laurel and Hardy thing. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it should be that uh, Lewis too. Like he's the one who put the holiday decorations on the cart. Like he comes over. Yes. He's got a Santa hat that's like blinking lights on it, you know. And of course, Casper's <laughs> like, "Dude, Christmas tree, motherfucker, yeah," you know. <laughs> and then Alice is like, "Oh, this. You didn't have to wear the fucking hat. Like, you know, put your put your your security hat back on. You're gonna. He's like, and then he he's gonna again for like story purposes. Their supervisor, you know, is maybe his name is like you know uh, uh, Jones or whatever. He's like he's like it's cool, man. Jones already went home for the holiday. There ain't no one around to supervise us, you know. <laughs> and pulls out one of those like really tiny liquor bottles, like you know the little like dollar store or the dollar yeah. liquor bottles you can get at the front register. He's like he pulls out like a little bottle of Fireball or something he's like what what takes a little what? sip off it. exactly and then allison's gonna be like well you know she's gonna take a big old like you know big old puff of that joy and be like well at least try to look professional you know <laughs> <laughs> yes yes so, so they're like you know maybe casper's like so can i can i get a ride to travis's place they're like all right fucking hop on and he's just like he's hanging out the back like kermit the frog you know he's got his little legs hanging over the end of it and they just drive the golf cart off to Travis's uh, door. Yeah. Oh, and this is the perfect moment for the movie when you have like the credits montage. We play like a Christmas song like over and then you see them driving through campus and we're going to see other people like packing up in their cars, getting on yes. the bus. You know, like the professors are leaving. This one professor like looks at his watch and then taps it and then pulls a flask out of his pocket and chugs that shit while he like runs through his car. <laughs> you know, it's like. Yes. <laughs> and we're so we're going to again just kind of tell the audience okay it's, it's christmas everybody's leaving you know we'll see the campus of the, kind of get the lay of the land right you got to lay the land like you know there's all these different buildings around maybe there's a big like statue in the middle of the quad or whatever and yeah you know that'll and it will we'll play like um you know like uh let it snow or something and then i'll get be to honest Travis's. The first song that came to mind was uh, Skank for Christmas by the Real Big Fish. Just like that. <laughs> there you bam, go. Bam, 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 and then just like yeah, the, the fucking works. horns kick in. Because <laughs> it just seems like it would be a very funny opening montage of have like, like when you were describing the teacher tapping his watch and drinking, mm -hmm. like to have like this festive ska playing in the background. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That'd be awesome. Uh, yeah, no, I love it. I love it. So we, we, let's have him get to the dorm room. And, like, while they're walking upstairs, like, you know, to Travis's place, they're going to chit-chat. And then that dog's going to run by. And, you know, maybe Allison, who's, like, you know, kind of trying to do her job, she's going to be like, yo, dog, Lewis, grab him. And Lewis is just like, what fucking dog, man? I don't see no dog. You know, like, he doesn't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, he's hanging on to Casper. They're both passing the little <laughs> bottle of booze back and forth. <laughs> And so, of course, you know, Allison's like, oh, God damn it. So she follows the dog and is right up into Travis's room. And it should be one of those things where it's a suite, right? Where a lot of college dorms have this where you have, like, uh, this one big open, like, uh, like common room. And in the corners are these little suites of, like, 
three or four uh, yes. dorm rooms, right? Kind of like, and that's kind of like what the what the whole corner of the floor is. This way, you get some rooms that people could be in, but you have like a larger common area, and that's where there's like a kitchenette and a couple of couches, and you know, of course, they're gonna have like a Christmas tree kind of half fallen over, and you know, like mm-hmm. you know, bongs all over the place, and it's like you know, and yeah, they're gonna fo- kind of follow the dog in there, and the dog's gonna, uh, you know, maybe 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 as the dog runs in, Allison's trying to chase it. You just uh, you have Travis just like step into the doorway, all menacing. But he was just like, "Oh, it's you," you know. And then like he like he was just like kind of bouncing his own room for a second, making sure that they were cool, you know. Yep. <laughs> you know what would be fun about that character too is if like you already mentioned that he's in the suite. What if Travis comes from a very affluent family? Like he's he's basically grown up with like this this long history of like being spoiled at Christmas, like getting the best of the best of the best. And he's still miserable. Okay. So, cause remember we want to have that, that we want to mm-hmm. have that idea of people not having the Christmas spirit. So yeah. we already have, um, what do we say? Sally, who is staying behind because her family sucks. So there's no Christmas yep. spirit there. Um, we have yep. Rob who like has this happy go lucky. Like I'm picturing like his parents, a lot like my parents where it's mm-hmm. like the mom is just like super happy all the time. And like makes a huge deal about Christmas, like all about the family aspects of it, like baking cookies mm-hmm. together and decorating together. But he's letting down his family because he, he likes Sally and he wants to get laid. So he's mm-hmm. like foregoing Christmas tradition to get some and like Travis who's like (laughs) has like the best of the best of the best he still is miserable and he doesn't like any of this but it's like well you know my friends still like I still love my friends type of thing and you were saying Ernie's stuck there so that drains his spirit yeah Mm -hmm. yeah exactly yeah, I was going to say with Travis, too, like he has this big family and all this money, but maybe like, you know, his parents just aren't very affectionate. So he just doesn't give a shit. Yeah, you know? but exactly. he likes having people around. He likes to run parties, having people around because, hey, these are all people, you know, like he can make friends and like kind of experience, you know, real humans. You know, Right. <laughs> like he's he's lonely, but he's like it's that whole conundrum of you have everything in the world but mm. human interaction. Yeah. You know, like money can't buy you happiness because like, yeah, I mean, happiness comes from those that the, like the, your loved ones, the people around you. Yeah. So, yeah, like I, I like this idea that each character has that type of a flaw so we can really play up that whole like avenging spirit of Christmas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then let's have let's have Casper. Since we're talking about an avenging spirit of Christmas, like I was initially thinking at least one of these people needs to just not be like a Christian. Like Casper is Jewish. You know, he's named Casper because his parents are, you know, Polish or whatever. And right. so he so he just doesn't give a shit about Christmas because to him it's just, you know, this whatever is the silly holiday that all like my uh, my Gentile friends celebrate. But for him, it's just an excuse to not go to class for two weeks. You know, <laughs> love it. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, like we 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 and we can have we can have a couple of things like that. Like um, you know, maybe maybe Cassie is uh, maybe not Jewish, maybe she's like comes from a Jehovah's Witness family where she's just like we don't celebrate Christmas. Like we don't celebrate holidays. Like that's that's not important to me. But you know, hey, I'm glad my friends get something out of it. So yeah, I'm going to join in on the fun, but hey, don't get me a gift. I don't want to you know, we're, mm-hmm. we're not celebrating like that. Um, so, again, it's not like a dick move. It's just that's how she was brought up, you know. Yeah, um, exactly. 
and then let's see uh, for for I want to skip Kelly for a second on my list. So Mariposa, let's have it be that she is the like uh, the overachiever, like super nerd. And she's just like, I ain't got time for breaks. I have studying to do. I'm taking ah. like, seven classes this semester. I'm on a track, you know, for you know, to finish pre-med at like, you know, top of my class, you know, that kind of shit. Right. Right. OK. Yeah. No, I like that because then again, it's not that she's. It's not that she's willfully being a dick, like, fuck Christmas. It's mm. it's that, you know, look, I have a limited time frame to, to get through college to meet all the goals I want to meet. So something as hokey as Christmas does not it doesn't hold any ground for me. Like, that's not important mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. So, I, OK, I like that. I like that a lot. And, and then oh. at the risk of of of. Uh... Of dominating the end of this list you mentioned like hey this person's not a jerk you know they just have this backstory this person isn't a, really a jerk they're not evil they just have a reason well let's have somebody who really is just a fucking bitch like let's have kelly and she's okay. just a bitch like she just thinks that christmas is fucking stupid it's like this uh you know it's uh it's for little kids not she doesn't even have a good like political philosophical reason you know like it's about consumerism or whatever she just thinks mm-hmm. that christmas is for fucking babies and that people who celebrate it after you know they realize the Santa Claus isn't actually real are fucking like dopes, you know, like why yeah. the fuck are you celebrating this like kitty holiday? I, I actually work with someone who's like that. And, and like, she's very, very nice person, like re- super nice person. But she, she always says like, she doesn't care about working around the holidays. Cause she's like, I don't give a fuck about Christmas. She's like, I, I think it's stupid. Like to her, the idea of spending all this money, you know, just because it's a holiday is dumb. She's like, I'd rather just, you know, if I want to get somebody a present, I get them a present. She's like, I don't need a time of year to tell me to do so. And I think it's it's overrated. So it's like, and I get where she's coming from. I totally understand yeah. her reasoning behind it. It's like I said, it's not like she's a bad person. It's just that she thinks it's dumb, you know? And yeah. like, so, so like me with my fucking Santa hat on playing my Christmas tunes, sitting down in, in switchboard, like she always kind of like chuckles at it. And she's like, you're too much. Like she just, she doesn't like it because she doesn't like Christmas. Um, but again, she's a nice person. So uh, yeah. Kelly could be that way where she's like, fuck Christmas. It's stupid. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's just yeah. like, but she, but, but she's not a nice person. You have to have at least no, one person in the group. Yeah. She's a total bitch because if, whether we kill her first or not, you want to kill her first, right? Because <laughs> well, she sucks. <laughs> every slasher movie needs a bitch and they need a dumb asshole. <laughs> That's just like you have to have those two archetypes. Yeah. There has to be like the asshole guy who's dumb as a box of rocks mm-hmm. and the mean bitch. Like you have to have that. Well, there you go. So I feel is Rob our, our dumb asshole? Is he the dumb oh, jock? Yeah. He's yeah. gotta be dumb as a box of rocks. Yeah. But he's <laughs> he's head over heels for Sally, and basically he's just thinking with his dick. He's like, he wants to get laid, so I'm gonna be like screw it mom i ain't coming home for christmas i got i gotta stay he's like maybe he makes up some kind of lie like you know oh, I, I didn't do so good you know uh on my last you know history exam and i really gotta stay and study because i don't i don't want to like flunk out that kind of a thing so like he's basically he lies to his very loving mm-hmm. you know holiday centric family just so he can get some tail or attempt oh. to get some <laughs> Oh, and he should be on the phone, like, at the party when, like, Allison and Lewis show up, right? So, uh, Allison and Lewis and uh, Casper, maybe we introduce somebody else. Like, maybe, you know, let's introduce, uh, you know, Ernie right here. Maybe one of them is like, ah, oh, dude, like, do you need help with that history class? And then have Rob look at me like, what history class? <laughs> you know, like, right. <laughs> like, his lie was so stupid that he, like, just, 
he couldn't remember it like 30 seconds later when he got off the phone, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. He's like, huh, jingle, what? jingle, jingle. Uh-oh. I'm, 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 throwing, I'm throwing the first random thing in since we introduced all the characters. All oh, right. Jesus, here it comes. What we got? <laughs> spinning, spinning, and we got someone from their past comes in. Ooh, okay. okay. All right. That's yeah. a good twist. Someone from their past yep. comes back. Okay. Um, so... We went through the whole list of people. There's 10 people and a dog. And we, 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 it's, we already talked about it. But, yeah, it's at this party that, like, the dog will run in. And, you know, uh, who is it? You know, Hans likes the dog. They're going to ask him about it. And then he's going to kind of tell the story. Um, but the only person out of all these people that we didn't really talk about in terms of how they feel about Christmas was Allison, the rent cop So let's have it be that she – so she's bummed that she has to work through Christmas break. But she didn't say anything about not liking Christmas. But let's find out that she had a she had a bad breakup last Christmas, and that's part of why she didn't she didn't fight too hard about having to work through Christmas because she's just like she hasn't gotten over this bad breakup yet, right? Okay. So yeah. she she normally likes Christmas, but now it's like bad memories because it, it was it's still fresh for her. So let's have the person who she had the bad breakup with. Like, they show up at the party right before Hans gets into the whole story. So I felt like we had enough people. So either we need to pick one of them, ones that we already came up with, or let's come up with a new one. Allison's crush is going to, like, slide in the door out of nowhere, and she's going to be like, fuck, you know. And it has to be somebody that, like, nobody fucking likes, and they're like, who the fuck invited this dick? Okay, what if it's, uh, like, one of those student teachers? You know, Ooh, like, like oh, like a TA. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's good. And like, so everyone's like, oh, fuck this guy. But Allison did fuck that guy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, for sure. And he and he's he's fucking slimy. And he's this this kind of TA who sucks up to the teachers. He thinks he is a fucking professor. You know, he, he thinks because he gets to grade people's papers for the professor that he's hot shit. And he's fucking wearing like his suit with like the patches on the elbows, thinking he's all, you know, professorial and proper and shit. You know, he's he's got a fucking pipe, you know, like he's just he's putting uh, uh, on airs. Real genius. What the fuck is his name? Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Kent. Uh, Right? Kent. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's what I was thinking too. Totally. <laughs> He's totally the Kent character. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can't think of what the actor's name is that played Kent, but what I was thinking was specifically, I don't know why my brain goes to this because, you know, fucking Road Trip is like a 20 plus year old movie, but I think of Anthony Rapp from Road Trip, who plays a TA, who's a total fucking dick, who's trying mm-hmm. to uh fuck uh what's his name? Um um what is that guy's name? He's trying God, to fuck Breck, Breck, Brecken Meyer. He's trying to fuck Brecken Meyer's girlfriend, <laughs> and yep. he's a total douche. And he even, you know, has this whole speech where he's like, you know, like you talking about using like double-sided paper and legal pads. And I'm like, oh fuck this guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we want to name the TA Anthony then. Yeah. Yeah. We'll All call right, it Anthony. Okay, that works. So he's, so he's and he is a dick <laughs> that nobody likes except for Allison. Um, and uh yeah and no one likes him maybe because he did something terrible 
we don't know what he did because if we're gonna if, if this guy's there to be like you know the person from the past let's have it be that allison and anthony had a real bad breakup and everybody knows that anthony did something terrible to her but it's like no one's gonna talk about it you know like yeah maybe maybe he did something like like secretly videotaped them having sex and it leaked on the campus Oh, yeah. Something like, you know, she had mm-hmm. no idea that he had set up a fucking camera. It's like for something real slimy and smarmy. Yeah. yeah. But and that's good, too, because that's the kind of thing where it's like if he had like physically beat her up, there's no way he would be let in at this party. Everybody would kick his ass. But right. if, it, if it was something as simple as like, oh, he cheated on her. Well, that's terrible. It's like, yeah, but college students do that shit all the time. Right. Right. Where, yeah, that's that's a good middle ground where it's it's yeah. fucking douchebag behavior that he should get his ass kicked for and he should be shunned from this party but he's just Mm going to kind of roll in and like no one really wants to confront him at first right okay okay yeah i like that okay so i I think we can also have and i'm I'm gonna save this for a little later but i think we might also have another uh someone from the past moment that i I think could play in with another character but but i'll but i'll bring that up once we get into the killings yeah yeah so i think we should probably let's let's move ahead i think you know we talked about all these characters all the shit that we've been talking to each other about that's kind of what we're going to find out about like travis is going to let allison and lewis and casper in the dog they're going to sort of follow the dog the dog runs over to hans maybe hans is like playing his acoustic guitar maybe he's that guy at a party you know like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah and and then you know allison's gonna go get a drink they're gonna you're gonna kind of like meet like you know cassie's gonna you know come over and she'd be like oh i'm so glad you're here i thought i was the only girl who was gonna be here for the holidays you know you know me i can't celebrate you know whatever and then right we'll, we're gonna we'll kind of meet all the characters like that they'll have their little moments you know lewis and uh or, or yeah ernie's gonna overhear like rob talking to his mom on the phone and like mm-hmm. you know maybe yeah you know uh i feel like lewis and you know ernie would kind of be friends too so we'll kind of meet everybody and then you know travis or not travis uh Anthony walks in and it's like, you know, uh, uh, the room goes quiet and all, all awkward. You know? It's like the, the record screech, like, <laughs> exactly. You know, and, and, and Allison is kind of like hiding, hiding behind Lewis, like not wanting, you know, Anthony to see her at first. You know, of course, he's going to. And that's when you're going to have like, you know, maybe Kelly and Mariposa are going to be like, what's the deal with this fucking guy? Like, why is Allison hiding? And like, oh, you, you, you don't want you don't want to know, girl, you know, like and, and we won't know it. We won't know just exactly yet what it is. But like something terrible happened. And then, you know, because everything got real fucking awkward and, you know, Hans was still playing his acoustic guitar and it kind of he kind of trails off the strumming, you know, and maybe he looks around and he's like, oh, perfect time, like for an old, you know, German tradition, holiday, scary stories. you know, <laughs> or, or, or hold on, let little backtrack a little like we, we, we see as as the people are coming in, like. We could have, you know, Hans over in the corner playing his guitar, like you said, and have like, you know, Allison following the dog and the dog runs over to Hans, like you, like you said, um, and have her be like, you know, Hans, what the hell are you doing? He's like, oh, it's it's Christmas. He goes, it's, it's important, you know, that you you treat everything with kindness at Christmas. I couldn't leave this poor little boy outside like that whole thing. So we get that little seedling of what Hans is going to be talking about. And then like maybe maybe he even says like, oh, I have a story that I can tell to better explain it. And he starts to nice. tell the story and then we could have like, so we, we try, we do the slow transition to the puppets and have him talking about like, you know, Jurgen, 
Yeah. And, and like we get the whole like the backstory of that we see like the castle and we, we see like the rich family and all the people like maybe the, the whole village is like celebrating with this family. And then like, you know, we'll have like some war torn images and all that and then have the story just interrupt as the door opens and have Anthony walk in and have everyone be like, Ugh. <laughs> you know, <laughs> oh, and like, yeah. so we jump from puppets to Anthony. <laughs> oh, and, and maybe even in the story, like right when like, you know, the, uh, the, the villagers come to, you know, like raid the castle because of the, you know, evil aristocrats or, or whatever, you know, the, the, yeah. lord, the lords who, you know, didn't, you know, give them enough at the hol- at Christmas time. And, you know, maybe they hear like banging on like the, the castle door. And then that's when fucking Anthony comes in and it's like, yes. oh, shit, <laughs> you know, kind of cut in like he's the he's the villain. <laughs> right. It's oh, it's this guy, you know, and then, and then like we go back to the to the puppet story and like and, and Hans, you know, finishes his tab about about Jurgen where it's like we find out that he ended up uh you know he went from this very affluent family like like we had talked about to watching like his whole family being torn apart his whole you know his, his countryside is his countrymen all that being killed and all and so he decided like anyone who ruins Christmas is now his enemy so he goes around making sure people have the Christmas spirit because if they don't if they if they if they do not follow the rules of Christmas, he'll come for you, you know that type of thing. <laughs> and then we could have like we could see like this this big fucking hulking like puppet with like you know antlers and like the 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 the, the horse skull mm-hmm. and like he's holding maybe he's got like a fucking battle axe carved out of like the end of a pine tree. So there's like part <laughs> of it is like a pine tree, the other end's like a wooden battle axe. It's like just dripping blood. It's all splintered. And I'm like be standing in front of the moon. Again, keep in mind it's a puppet. And then just smash cut to Ernie or to uh, Casper coughing and be like, did you fucking say his name was George? You know? So. <laughs> No, it's Jürgen. <laughs> yeah, so we juxtapose like the creepy giant monster with George. <laughs> I like that. No, I- I like this idea too. Like, we gotta give him some kind of like a distinctive weapon, right? Every slasher has to have a weapon. Yeah. Uh, whether it's the machete, you know, the, the the knife glove, whatever. I like this idea that he has this like really intricate special axe head, like you know, that was made by the his rich family's, you know, uh, uh, blacksmith, or it was hanging on the wall. Like it's this ancient axe, but you know, during you know, the battle when his family's home was raided or whatever, at some point, like it gets broken. And so he takes this really perfectly like super sharp, like shiny ax head with like, you know, uh, Celtic knots or like runic symbols or something carved in it. And he just like shoves it on like a big ass fucking gnarled tree branch. I, you know, I, I love this idea of like, he's just making like a handle for it. And every time he goes into battle, it's like, he comes out with like a broken bloody splintered handle. And then he just shoves his ax head onto like a, new tree branch and like goes about his business you know yes i just like this idea it of could have of... been a staff you know like yeah. a staff like santa had that keeps breaking down mm-hmm. oh yeah exactly i yeah I, I just like i like this idea of something kind of distinctive but it's also it's like it's a nod to his like aristocratic past and the fact that now he's just like wandering in the wilderness like a regular dude you know and kind of combining those two worlds right i also like the idea of him having like whittled weapons 
Yeah, I think that's <laughs> Instead awesome. of like the whittled toys. He's... <laughs> yeah, if he pulled this big tree branch down and he whittled like the bark off of it, it would have mm-hmm. this sort of like, you know, this tan like new wood look. I think that'd be really cool. And yeah, he, he carves like a bat, like a staff or like a club. But you know that when he pulls that like axe head out of his bag and like straps it with leather thongs to, you know, that, yes. new, that new club he made, you're like, oh, shit, now it's on. Now he, he's really like uh, settling in to take care of business. You know, like not everybody gets the axe head, you know. Right. <laughs> oh, Jurgen, the Yuletide oh, Avenger. <laughs> Oh, shit, I didn't even realize Jürgen has that Y sound like Yule, right? Jürgen, the Yuletide Adventure. That sounds <laughs> <Yeah>. so good. <laughs> oh, okay. Lord. So we have the big party. We have we we get the, the backstory of Jürgen. Um, you know, we see the the complete discomfort between Allison and Anthony. Like, maybe, like, she goes over, like, you know, talk and be like, what the fuck are you doing here? And be like, what? It's, you know, it's, it's a Christmas party. Everyone that's still on campus is invited, you know. And have maybe this is where Travis walks up. He's like, yeah, but you're not invited. Like, you know, just like yes. a, a little little quiet moment where Travis just kind of very matter of factly is like, you're not invited. And and him be, like have him make a comment and be like, you know, but like, uh, you know, oh, so you want me to go to, to campus security and, and tell them what you guys are doing and have Lewis be like, they're all gone. It's just us, asshole. Leave, you know, like <laughs> exactly. So would they kind of already hear him in the fuck <laughs> Right. So they kind of run Anthony out of the party, you know, Um but yeah, so we, we could have like our little montage like after Anthony leaves, like maybe we see like Sally come up and start talking to Allison. We find out like maybe we, this is where we find out what he did, you know, like that he he released the, or this or he leaked the video of them having sex on like the the, you know, the intranet on the, the college mm-hmm. campus type of thing. Um, so it's like everybody that wanted to see it could see it. Um you know, so, we, so it's yeah. a, a very despicable move. So now, now we hate Anthony. Yeah, like you know, Anthony. we we see as as the audience, it's like we see okay, no one seemed to like him at that party, and then we find out why, and it's like oh fuck that guy, you yeah. know. So, um, but then we also kicked him out. So now we're not going to see him for a little while. So mm-hmm. again, I think it's going to be pretty obvious, you know, who our killer is after we heard Jan Hans's story. But at the same time, if you take one of your players off the board for a little while, like, hey, there's some suspicion there, right? Maybe it's maybe it's Anthony. Right. And that's the thing I want to have, uh, because, again, it's going to be, you know, the whodunit. Like, like I know we, we just did one, but th- those are the best types of slasher movies when you when you are guessing who's the killer. You know, don't get me wrong. I love mm-hmm. me a good Jason tale. But, like, you know, they, even that started off as a whodunit. Um, yeah. For sure. So we have like we're, we're going to slowly we'll see the party go on. We'll see people having fun little montage moment. And one by one, you know, people start heading back to their dorms. Um, you know, we have maybe Hans, you know, gra- grabs his his little dog uh, Fritz and they, they take off and we see everyone, you know, one by one leaving the party. So I think at this point we should get a POV shot of somebody watching. Now, do we want to kill somebody off right here? Absolutely. Yeah, we have way yeah. too many people. There's like 11 characters plus the yeah. dog. So we need to kill right. somebody right here, leaving the party. Somebody has to die. Okay, so we see, let's have Ernie. Uh, maybe he doesn't live on campus because it's too expensive. Because remember, we said he's the poor mm-hmm. guy. 
Yep. So we see Ernie like he's he's walking down the street and he's he's leaving the college campus and it's like you know how most college campuses have like that one long road that leads from town to the where the campus is. Yeah, for so sure. He's like like picture where uh, end trip is, you know, like you got you got town line road and then like there's only a couple little establishments here and there before you get like several blocks down to like where the houses are. Um so yeah, you have uh, you have him kind of walking down the road, maybe just smoking a cigarette or smoking a joint or whatever, and somebody is watching him. Um, and at this point, I think maybe we don't show the kill; we just show like the zoom up. He turns, gasp, and then cut to black. Like what happened to Ernie? Yeah, we'll find yeah, out for, later. Yeah, we'll find out. No, for sure. And just to spoil it right here, because he's killed off campus. Allison and Lewis aren't going to be immediately alerted to him being mm-hmm. dead. So we'll find out later, but also like the local town cops are eventually going to find out. So at some point later on, close to like our climax, we got to have like a town, you know, uh, uh, black and white roll in to the campus and be like, hey, everyone on high alert. We got a killer on the loose. And at this point, fast forwarding, you know, 45 minutes into our movie, Allison is going to be like, holy shit, thank God you're here. You know, <laughs> right. So let's just put a pause on put a pin in that. And like, we'll make sure we come back to that. And we have to have that that local cop show up. Right. So I'm going to just make a quick note. I want uh, yeah. to come back to Ernie. Yeah. So Ernie is dead for now. OK, so he's the first one. Um, and again, I feel like the story is kind of straightforward. I want to see some Jurgen. We have a lot of people to kill. I think killing Ernie right off the bat is a good idea. But again, we don't see him. But let's let's have another character moment and then another death. Like, let's let's kind of jump right into the next one. Okay, how about we have, we see, like, Rob walks Sally back to her dorm. Because remember, he's trying okay. to get into her pants. So <laughs> yeah. we, we see, you know, Rob walking her back to, to her dorm. And he's just kind of like, you know, he, he's, he's listening to her talk. And he's he's kind of, like, making these very awkward, you know, comments. Like, you know, I really like your hair tonight. Like, stuff like that. Like, really just awkward and painfully bad. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then, like... When she, you know, she thanks him for walking her back to her dorm, you know, she's like, well, you know, I'll see you tomorrow type of thing. Because remember, it's like it's like the week before Christmas. So it's not quite mm-hmm. Christmas yet. Um, and like maybe he leans down for a kiss and she just like holds up her hand to shake his hand. And he's like, uh, yeah, uh, uh, cool. <laughs> like, and like, or yeah. no, she gives him the old fist bump. <laughs> he's like, yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. Cool. Talk to you later. So, let, let's. Because I'm thinking this is a lot of characters to get to know at the party scene earlier. So let's kind of let's save the backstory of Sally for right here, too, and give Rob another moment to be a dumbass. Right. So, you know, yeah. So she goes to do the fist bump handshake thing, whatever, and then have him just be like, oh, come on. Like, it's Christmas. And she's just like, I don't give a fuck. And he's like, oh, come on. Everyone loves Christmas. Every year, my mom makes a ham and a bunch of cookies and we get a ton of presents. It's like, isn't that what your family's like, too? Like, come on. Everyone loves Christmas. And she's like, no, that's not what my family's like. And have him just kind of like start to pressure her a bit. Where she's like, he's like, oh, come on. Like, you know, it's a time of like giving and love. Oh, I probably have some mistletoe in my pocket here somewhere. <laughs> you know, and and, <laughs> and she's getting and really annoyed with him. Like she wants to go. Right. She's like, no, I don't give a shit about Christmas. I don't want you to come up to my room like Rob. 
I like you, but like, you know, go home, you're drunk or whatever. And he's like, I'm not fucking drunk. I haven't been drinking anything. I've been here to hang out with you. Come on, girl. And have this escalate a little bit to the point where, you know, maybe he grabs her by the wrist and then she's just going to fucking sock him because she's like, I don't let my fucking dad do that to me. And I'm not going to fucking let you do it to me either. You know, and it's like, oh, shit, that's why she doesn't like going home, you know, and then have her like, you know, stomp upstairs or stomp into her into her building where she lives, you know, and now we get Rob sitting in on his ass in the snow with a little blood coming out of his nose and he's just like you fucking cunt you know and right like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah okay so we know not to fuck with sally because uh she just slugged the jack <laughs> <laughs> exactly right and of course you know he's gonna get up and brush himself off and then you know and, and maybe we do that thing where you know he turns and he's like uh, he sees somebody that the audience doesn't see and maybe he turns and he's just like hey what the fuck are you doing here man you know and it's like again cut the scene you know like uh, right Rob saw who it was, but we don't get to see who it was. Um, and of course, now we have to have we have to get a, have a reason for Sally to either she just stormed into her building, but maybe she can't get to her room, or you know, fuck, maybe she storms into the building, and you know, maybe and maybe we she gets she gets inside and realizes, ah, oh, fuck, my key card is missing, and there's nobody there, and so she just stormed off in a huff away from Rob. But now she can't go anywhere because she doesn't have her pass to get in. So she's going to be like, fuck, like, must have left her at the party. So she's going to go back outside. But now Rob's gone. Like, there's no, there's just like, maybe there's just like, a, you know, footsteps in the snow, but they're just off the sidewalk. And she's not going to think anything of it because it's a college campus. There was a bunch of people around. Like, the, this little light dusting of snow doesn't mean shit. So right. that way, so now she's going to head back to travis's building wherever he lives because she has to go find where she like lost her key card and so whether we follow her or whether we cut to somebody else like let's just get her back on the the playing field okay um i definitely want to eventually cut to the next day like because i want to get closer and closer to christmas eve um so like yeah we'll have her, her have her go back out maybe she she does head back to no you know what it's not that she forgot her key card maybe her key card's not working again like maybe she says something like, you know, she goes to to swipe herself in the badge reader's not reading. She's like, what the fuck again with this damn thing? So she makes her way back to the party to talk to Allison and Lewis. Like, guys, I the badge reader's not working at my dorm. Can you give me a new badge or something like? Because you know, security would be able to program the new badge. So because uh, at least that's how it works, you know, at the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> Security's sure. the one that programs those badges. Yeah. So. She goes back and maybe like meets up with with Allison and with Lewis and they they go and help her out, get back to her dorm and all that. And by that point, maybe we just see like Travis and Casper hanging out, getting stoned like the, the party has wound down. Most people have left. Um, but I like the idea of having Rob disappear after getting into the fight with Sally, because like maybe the next day, like we we, we cut to the next day after uh, Allison and, and Lewis helps uh, Sally get into her apartment or into her dorm. And we see like maybe uh, bing, bing, we're going to spin in again. Oh, oh God. Damn okay. It. Oh, oh, you guys ready? <laughs> yep. Yep. Go for it. Sudden romance moment. Ooh, okay. Sudden romance, Sudden romance moment. Okay, so hang on a second. So Allison went back to the party. Okay, now we're gonna sorry. cut to the next day, right? Mm-hmm. Is yep. the next should the is the next day gonna start with like people waking up who passed out on Travis's floor? <laughs> Maybe. No, no, no. I, I figured we would have like it would be like midday, like. 
people are packing up to go home. Like we're seeing more and more students like heading out. Like we saw a bunch leave the day before. Um, yeah. Again, I'm, I know I'm using Black Christmas as a model, but just because that's the, the image I have in my head of like a college campus slowly clearing out you know, leading up to Christmas where it's less and less and mm -hmm. less people um, because I want to be able to be like, you know, I want to have two characters talking and be like, have you seen Rob? And maybe have Sally be like, oh, you know, he 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 hit on me last night and I ended up having to punch him, you know, like that type of thing. Like mm -hmm. maybe he went home to his perfect fucking family, you know, that type of thing. So no one yep. thinks anything of the fact that Ooh, Rob is good. missing. That's so because. Right. You know, he loved Christmas and he had this great family. And even though he told his family he was going to hang behind, he was really just trying to get laid. And once he got rejected, fuck it, I'm going home, yeah. you know, because we'll find out later what happened to Rob. Um, but at the sudden romance idea. Um, so what if we let, let's turn it on? It's let's turn it on its ear a little bit. Uh, what if Kelly, the bitch who hates Christmas, ends up hooking up with Cassie? Oh, the. So the Jehovah's Cassie, Witness, the, the Jehovah's Witness. OK, yeah. OK, yeah. so that's that's good, too, because this gives us two characters who don't really care about Christmas. So, mm -hmm. yeah, and, you know, that that would be good, right? Maybe maybe. Oh, that's OK. So, it's, yeah, it's like and we haven't talked or about it much yet. So that's a perfect yeah. way to bring them in. Yep. Yeah, that's so, so this is this is actually really perfect, right? We can have. Maybe that's what it is, is maybe Travis is still at his place and he's all packed up, ready to go. But one of, one of his roommates, one of these people is one of his roommates uh, or who like lives lives in this suite. But fuck, I don't think we have anybody left because we have oh. Rob or what about, uh, yeah, what about uh, Casper, the stoner? Oh, Casper. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that, the okay. Jewish stoner. Yeah. OK, that's perfect. So Casper is there packing up. And, you know, one of the other characters is there. Maybe Allison is just hanging out, you know, with him because she, she just she's like sick of patrolling around in the cold. You know, so that, again, they're having a talk and she's like, oh, what happened to Rob and blah, blah, you know, th that whole thing. And maybe at this point you see, you know, uh, one of the other dorm rooms, there's like a, you know, like a sock on the door or whatever. And then mm -hmm. maybe Allison is just like, wait, isn't that uh, isn't that Jacob's room? I thought he went home for the holidays. And then Casper's just like, yeah, it totally is. You know, he's just laughing, like giggling. <laughs> and then Kelly's going to come come out of that room, like kind of like, you know, putting herself back together. And then Allison's like, you know, uh, Make some comment about like shit. You sure slept in, you know? <laughs> and then you know, and then you see Cassie kind of peek out of the room behind her, and they're like, "Oh shit, okay, never mind. You, you guys weren't sleeping." <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, but it'll be kind of a surprise to everybody else. Like, oh shit, you know, uh, Miss Perfect Prissy, you know, Kelly hooks up with like, uh, you know, with the non-Christian, you know, the the non-waspy yep. type with Cassie. Yeah, and then. <laughs> Uh, but this is good, too, because then later at some point, whether it's later today or the next day, we can do the same thing where, like, there's a party or they're having dinner or whatever at nighttime. And then maybe have, you know, have Cassie and Kelly kind of give each other the look and they're like, yeah, OK. And then they kind of sneak away. Right. So now we can take get those two characters uh, separated. No, I like this. OK. All right. So. So, yeah. So the next day we're, we're going to have, like, like we said, we have the whole thing where I'm just trying to recap so I can keep all the players straight. Um, Rob is missing. And everyone thinks he went home. Yep. Um, all right. No, so we, no one, at, no one asked about Ernie yet. Yeah. If he, he does he, come up. Well, cause sorry, he lives off college campus. So no one would think anything of it that he isn't there yet since, you know, classes are suspended right now for Christmas break. He really has no reason to be on campus unless he's hanging out with people. Like maybe they just assume like he's working or he's hanging out with his roommates. Yeah. 
Oh, you know, and know what we can do in this scene too, after Casper and Allison are kind of talking um, about people going home and where's Rob and all this, and then Cassie and Kelly come out. Maybe at this point, you know, Allison, who's she's just fucking bored because she's supposed to be working, but there's nothing to do but like hang out with a stoner friend. So maybe she's just like, hey, like you guys partying again tonight? And, you know, and uh, maybe Travis is just like, no fucking way, man. <laughs> but, right. but, Cas- but Casper is just like, ah, no, nah, it's cool. Like, we'll just, uh, you know, we'll we'll meet up at the, at, you know, wherever like the the chow hall is like, I, I'm trying, I was trying to think of a name of like some building on a campus. Like we'll meet up, you know, at like, you know, Strathmore hall or whatever, where they have mm-hmm. like the cafeteria and Allison's like, what the fuck are you going to hang out at the cafeteria for? She's like, it, it's, you know, it's Christmas break. No one's going to hang out. Like, you know, our, our food, our, our, our meal cards still work or whatever. So he's basically planning like a party to crash the cafeteria that night and like pig out. And because his, his buddies are like the security cops, you know, he, he knows he's not going to get busted. So of course, Allison's like, okay, fine. Like, I'll be there. So if we right. want to, we, we could jump ahead to that night. And now there's another gathering of people around. And now this time they're having like their Christmas feast with like cafeteria food. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so we have, so now we're, we're going to have uh, uh, Hans, Sally, Allison, uh, Lewis, Casper, Travis, Cassie, Kelly, and Mariposa, right? Like those are the, that's the group we yeah. still have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just trying to keep track of everybody. I almost heard uh, about Hans. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, shit, yeah. Hans could be living there too. And that, <laughs> that little dorm suite with Casper and Travis. Or no, he could be living totally in a different dorm and just kind of mm-hmm. be like, you know, cause he's their buddy. Have them yeah. be like, you know, Hey, we're getting together at the, at the chow hall. Yeah. Um, so that they, they all, they all get together and maybe like everyone, this is where we could be like, has anyone heard from Rob? You know, like where, where's mm-hmm. Rob and, and have, you know, maybe uh, Sally tells her story here. Like, yeah, he he walked me home last night and uh, wouldn't take no for an answer. So I had to respond with my fist. I think I heard a little bit more than his pride, um, you know, and have have him be like, oh, shit, yeah. this boy ran home to his mama, you know, that type of thing. Um, so they don't think anything of it. So we want to we want to make sure during this sequence that is brought up. Um, and then, yeah, we can have like you said, with Cassie and Kelly, you know, they're kind of like sitting there kind of prim and proper and like giving each other the eye. And then eventually like, well, we're going to call it a night. And like, they take off and be like, yeah, I bet you are mm-hmm. like that whole time. So we get this whole back and forth and we can separate some of the group again. Um, and then like, we want to have somebody find a body. We need to get this going where we, we can have Jurgen, you know, often people. Um, yeah. So we can either have somebody find a body or we could have Cassie and Kelly leave together. Jurgen comes out, and I, I, I can't. Yeah, I mean, he hid Rob's body, and he was sneaking around a little bit. But I mean, how subtle is he going to be? I mean, he can almost right. just come out and like kill Kelly, and then have Cassie just start screaming bloody murder, and that's going to draw everyone else's attention, like to run out of like you know the cafeteria building, and yeah, they, they could run out, and maybe it's like Cass, Cassie and Kelly are both gone. But this time, unlike with Rob, now there's like blood in the snow and there's like a lot of snow churned up, you know, like shit, right. man. So there was a fight here or something. Uh, and, and, and that's that's exactly what it could be. Right. That everyone's inside chilling. Uh, at some point, somebody should mention like, hey, you, you invited Ernie. Right. Like he never misses like, you know, meal meals. You know, he never misses. Yeah. A free yeah. Meal. And then have, you know, have Casper be like, yeah, man, I, you know, I, I, I sent him a text, but I haven't heard back. I don't know. Maybe, you know, he's uh, hung over or something. And. 
just kind of throw that out there. Yeah, and then have Cassie right. and Kelly leave. We see it, it turns to puppets, and we see you know like Jurgen like comes out of the darkness and like you know takes out uh, you know Kelly takes out one of them. Cassie mm-hmm. starts screaming bloody murder. We you know we see everybody inside like oh shit, Allison and Lewis and you know the whole group of them. They're all going to run outside to see what's going on. But now again, there's there's like blood in the snow. So it's not finding a body, but it's still you know finding evidence that something is going on. So now the tension is high, and we can move into that part of the slasher movie where it's like okay now everyone knows that there's murders happening so what are they going to do about it okay I, I i like where you're going with this so so yeah we we do all the stuff you just said like with you know them talking about ernie not being there um you know we we talk about rob heading home we get cassie and kelly we take them out of the the uh, mess hall and have them start heading back to their dorm we got to have one of them do something against Christmas though. So what if like, you mm-hmm. know, Cassie is, is like walking with Kelly and they're like, well, let's go back to my dorm. And they start like walking back, you know, toward her dorm. And like, they open the, the, the dorm built, like the, the foyer to the building they go in. And maybe there's like one of those little, like the mini Christmas trees that you often see in like office buildings or like, um, you know, like hospital stuff like that, mm-hmm. where pe- people do the thing of like, you know, they write a little note of like, what they're thankful for that year and hang it on like like a little decoration and you have like all these different mm-hmm. students were like you know i'm thankful for my family or i'm thankful for my friends or i'm thankful that i got an a on my history exam you know like all those kind of things and have kelly be like i fucking hate this thing and ever just knock it over and have cassie kind of laughing like ha 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 you know fuck christmas and then we cut to puppets and we're like oh shit something's gonna happen Oh yeah, <laughs> Shit, no, this is awesome, right? So yeah, they go into the dorm room or into this uh, foyer of this dorm building. They have this little interaction where they kind of pause for a minute, but then again, the building is mostly empty. It's mostly dark. They have these like key key cards to get in. What if they go to this the sort of the hallway where like the elevators are, and you know, it's but it's just real dark. And then you know, have Kelly be like, or I forget whose whose dorm room this is, but whoever lives there uh, is Kelly. like, yeah. So Kelly's like, oh, that's that's so weird that the lights are out over here. I wonder if they have the building on like half powered, you know, to save electricity over the holidays. And you know, and she goes to hit the elevator button and the elevator's off and she's like, oh, fuck, of all the cheap bastards to turn the, ele- the elevators off during the holidays. And But this is just an excuse for them to turn and there's a big hulking figure like in the shadows of at the end of this like little hallway right as it turns to puppets. And then you see the, the little puppet girls like scream and like run. All they, <laughs> The only place they have to run is like outside, right? And then, you know, Puppet Jurgen is going to just follow them outside because I want their to, I want the blood and the strong in the snow it, sh- it should happen outside so everyone else yes. can find it right so yeah and, and close yeah. enough where other people hear the screams but i like that how you separated them to a different building so it's going to take a minute now for the other group to get there from the mess hall right mm-hmm. so this is perfect that they move to this other building now because by the time they get there Jurgen has you know taken the bodies somewhere yes okay so i i love this so we see i the way i'm picturing it i wish i could like make you guys see the puppet imagery I'm having because it's fucking <laughs> hilarious in my head. Like I just I'm picture sure that, it's the same. Yeah, the, right? <laughs> I picture like the hulking, you know, figure standing at the end of the hall mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. having the two puppets turn right at the screen and be like, bah! 
like you know do the Muppet scream like with the yeah. hands up in the air waving. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then we see like shadow puppets of like the two girls running down the hall with like lumbering Jurgen running behind them, and then like run outside to the snow. You see like the axe raise up again, all in shadow, and come down, and then you see actual blood hit the snow. Oh. So yeah. it's like nice. like it transitions it back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like. So we hear the scream and then like we, we cut back to the little party at the mess hall and maybe have like have Travis be like, did you guys hear that? And be and like Casper turns down the music, and be like, hear what? You know, and they're like, it's like, I, I could have swore I heard something. But like, ah, you're fucking hearing things. So they don't go check right away. Right. OK. So th- then we have, uh, you know, as the party starts to disperse, like, you know, may- maybe, uh, you know, I'm trying to think of, like Travis would probably go home for the, for Christmas. So maybe have him be like. You know, hey, guys, I got to finish packing up. You know, I told my mom I'd be home by Christmas Eve. You know, I got to get out of here and have like he's the first one to open the door and be like, holy shit. Like and sees blood like down, like just like uh, the building over just sees blood in the snow, like yeah. a lot of it. And then like so everyone comes running to the door. They're like, what the fuck is that? And they go over and they see just blood everywhere. Like, what the fuck happened? And then maybe right. they immediately run inside because it's outside of Kelly's building. So they mm-hmm. run inside, and, like, knock on her dorm. No one's answering. They see, like, maybe, like, these huge scratch marks down the hallway. Like, something mm. is like, what the fuck is that? Like, what is, what's going <laughs> on here? So now all of our characters are cued in to, like, something bad is happening. There's not a lot of people around. We got to get the fuck out of here. Yeah, definitely. So now we reach that point in the slasher flick where all of this is easily solved by a cell phone call to the police, <laughs> you <Yes>. know? <laughs> so we have to somehow, we have to uh, avoid that. So uh, we have to keep this as like a, a local uh, investigation. And so that could either be that they're afraid to call the police for some reason that we need to explain or... Mm-hmm. They, you know, suddenly none of the phones are working, except that only works if they don't have cell phones, right? Because, of course, the cell right. phones would work, right? So yeah, I feel like the, the best way to kind of keep the local cops out of it is either they're afraid to call or they do call, but, like, the local cops just think it's another one of those fucking college pranks and they don't take them seriously. I think that that should be it right there. Like, so, okay, so Allison... Perfect. Okay, I got it. So Allison is like, all right, guys, I'm, I'm calling this in. Like, she calls, calls the cops, and you hear all the kids in the background, like, all commenting and, like, making no, Like, there's a lot of noise. They're all like, what are we going to do? Oh, my God. Oh. They're all jibber-jabbering. You know, so Allison is trying to talk to the cops and report this, and we hear on the cops' end of the phone, we hear all the noise in the background. Allison being like, would you guys shut up? Shh, shh, I'm trying to talk to them. You know, so it just sounds like a fucking prank. And yeah, then have, mm-hmm. like, the cop be like, okay, yeah. We have enough on our plate right now. We have missing persons. We're dealing with real shit. Like, don't you call us again. You know, you're going to regret it. Like that type of a thing, like where the dispatch just completely ignores it. And like, this isn't just a thing in movies, because I'm going to tell a little little side tangent here at work. We often have to call the police for various situations at the hospital. We have a lot of security guards who don't like to tell the full information that they have to give me to give to the cops. They they're just like, we need them here now. Tell them to get here. But if I don't give the cops information on why they're coming, I've had them say, get the information and call us back and hang Mm -hmm. on. So like, you know, you can't just call the cops and be like, ah, get here. And then click like that don't work. 
So you you have to give them information on why they're going to come out to you because, again, resources are limited. So if we have this scenario where it sounds like these kids could possibly be pranking them and we have the cop mention we're dealing with missing persons cases, we could already be like, OK, there's some other shit going on. Maybe Ernie's friends who lived with him at his apartment called in like, hey, he never came home. You know, it's been over 24 hours. Like, where's our friend? That type, or maybe it, it hasn't been 24 hours yet, so it's not officially a missing person, that type of thing. Um, but we could kind of lay the groundwork for there's more than just this college campus, you know, more shit going on in this town than just on this college campus. Let's so, spin the wheel again. Oh, here we go. <laughs> see, see what that tells us. Oh, God. You added so many more spinner wheels. <laughs> <laughs> Bad guy turned good. Ooh. Okay, so maybe Anthony isn't gonna stay a dick. <laughs> maybe. Okay, that that could be good. We. Oh. Okay. No, I have a good idea for that. So hang on. Let's hang on to that. Let's hang on to that for a second. Um. <laughs> be, okay. So no, I think you're totally right. We have it so that yeah, part of the, re- the cops are they're both dismissive because they think it's them just fucking around, and also because you know yeah, again they're busy and it's like small town you know college town cops so and they think that they've got a missing person so they're distracted oh that's good um because of course later on we had that whole thing where they were going to show up later where they remembered that allison had made that phone call or somebody called from from the campus so later on when they do find ernie they're like oh shit that wasn't a prank get over to the campus but by of course by then it's too late right right so so i need to ask you mike you had mentioned something about wanting to get this like closer to christmas eve Yes. So I feel like right now, it, this is the second day of our story, but we've already escalated at the point where there's a killer or enough danger that the they're calling the cops. So we're at a point where it's like, why would they all stick around on campus for like another night? So let's solve this issue. Is it already Christmas Eve now? And mm-hmm. like school just got out like a day or two ago or do we need to somehow buy more time um let's okay you know what let's say that uh the party that they were having where everyone was getting ready to go let's let's have that be on the the do we want to have it be on the 23rd yeah let's have it be it was on the 22nd so now this is the night of the 23rd so it's the night before christmas eve um Okay. Or or do we want to actually have it be cuz I don't want to have it to be like have it end on Christmas morning cuz so many movies do that like oh it's Christmas morning and the horror is over. <laughs> you know. <laughs> no, I I think ending it on Christmas Eve night would be good. Like, like yeah. kind, of, kind of return yeah. the hope to whoever the survivors are. And you know, it also kind of depends on like what day of the week Christmas falls on. We don't have to get that specific, but this year as an example, my kids they are going to school all the way up through the Friday before Christmas. So the it's the 22nd is, is a Friday and then 25th is Christmas. So it's literally they're going to school the entire week and then they have the normal weekend and the Christmas is Monday. Right. Yeah. So but they still have two weeks off, but it's after Christmas. So I think yes. that there's still a way we could coordinate this where it's like the last day of of classes was like a Friday and then Christmas is Sunday, right? So the last day right. of classes was Friday. We had the first night where we killed Rob and Ernie. Now it's the second day. So now it is Christmas Eve. Um, but it's like early. We'll just make it a little bit earlier in the day, right? Like maybe or, or early enough where 
it was dinner time when Cassie and Kelly get killed, but we still have hours to go before the day is over. Unless we okay. can come up with some reason to get them to all hang out all night long. No, so we're so we're on Christmas Eve now. I think if we do it that way, yeah, we'd be on Christmas Eve right now. So we, we start on we started on the twenty third. Now it's the twenty fourth, and our the majority of our story is going to happen between dinner time and you know whenever the uh, you know maybe it's like you know midnight it'll be, it'll be Christmas at midnight you know yeah okay so yeah so what, what we'll do is well let's let's not have it be uh like maybe it wasn't dinner time maybe it was like an an early dinner you know a lot of people will do that like on mm-hmm. Thanksgiving where you eat it at like two <laughs> yeah. you know yeah it, it was it was one of those things where like everyone was getting ready like the people that were gonna go home like you know like Travis was gonna go home um you know uh they obviously they think Rob already went home you know stuff like that like there, there were going to be people that were going to go home so they're like ah let's get together early have one you know last hurrah blah 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 so like by the time that um uh kelly and cassie get taken off the table it's like 5 p.m 6 p.m somewhere around there yep that's what i was thinking. um yeah so and travis is saying like remember he said like i told my mom i'd be home on christmas eve so i gotta leave mm-hmm. you yeah. know so like he's right. he's ready to walk out the door and be like hop in his car and drive home so he can get home before nightfall uh you know maybe it's like an hour drive maybe he lives close by something like that mm-hmm. um maybe maybe yeah maybe he's from the town you know so it's not like it's uh it's not too far of a drive for him but um so oh, yes okay oh, so this brings up another interesting thing like i like travis he's a cool guy but <sighs> Everything that you were just saying about him, like having to leave in the middle of the day and like drive home off campus is like Travis can die right here. And very much like Ernie, where like he left campus and gets killed, but like nobody knows right away. And then that can or or he tries to leave campus and that can set up a scene later on where maybe again later on in the in the panic of like, oh, shit, we have to get the fuck out of here. Who's got a car? I don't have a car. Do you have a car? I'll have all I have is this fucking golf cart. Maybe they're trying to find a car and they go out in like the parking lot and like, oh, fuck, Travis's car is still here. Why is his car still here? And they go over there and they find him like impaled in the seat or something like that. Well, well, no, 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 because remember, Travis was the one he opened the, the mess hall door. He was like, hey, guys, I got to head out. And he goes to walk out and he saw the blood in the snow. and was like, what the fuck? Like, he's the guy that alerted everybody. So so he's still there, right? Okay. Yeah, so he's still there. Yeah. He's with the group because he's like, we got to fucking call the cops. Like, what the hell? Like, yeah, so no, no, I, I was just posing like an alternate scenario where we could, you know, maybe have, you know, uh, again, just I, I'm also thinking of, of ways to get them to not leave the campus, you know, like, yeah, don't, yeah, yeah. they can't call the cops. They don't have a car, you know, they're whatever. And oh, so, we, yeah, we, that, we, either, we either way, it's fine. We can take that off the board real quick because like so we're, we're, we have the scene where they call the cops. The cops mm. do not take it seriously whatsoever. They're like, you know, fuck you. We got real issues de- we're dealing with. You know, it's Christmas Eve. I don't need this bullshit. Um, so we have like Travis be like, all right, guys, we, we, we got to we got to get the fuck out of here. We got there's some, something happened. We got to get the fuck out. We got to go down to the police station. They're not believing us. So have them maybe like go to his car and like it is just fucked. Like, like, okay. <laughs> the, like the fucking engine has been like impaled by a tree or something like something nice. fucking wacky. And we could even cut to puppets there. So it's like yeah. have them like go running through the parking lot and have them like see Travis's car. And there's literally like a fucking pine tree through the hood of the car. And it would be like, what the fuck happened? And again, have him saying that as a puppet would be really funny. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, yeah, that works out really great because then right there while they're standing in the parking lot looking at his destroyed car 
the they can all kind of look around at each other like well who else has a car it's like i don't have a car like i live on campus i was gonna stay here like travis is my ride you know and then right you know of course lewis is like all i got is you know is matilda over here the fucking like golf cart you know or whatever and so again that's good we kind of lay out the fact that okay they called the cops that didn't work they tried to leave in a car that didn't work and I'm just playing devil's advocate over here, trying to like fill in plot holes to like every horror movie, because you know people always complain like, well, why didn't just call somebody else? Like, call your dad, right. call your sister, you know, or whatever. Um, but I think right here, it's like what we're doing is we're creating this panic where right. shit, they don't think they can go anywhere, and because it's already Christmas Eve, and we don't have to buy any more time. Fuck, we could have it that. At Sally is just like texting like fuck this I'm texting my mom but like it doesn't matter because no one's going to get there in time to help them. I, I, I have a really ridiculous remember we're, we're talking comedy it's got to have comedy I have a oh yeah I almost fucking, forgot about the comedy <laughs> I have a ridiculous idea here so we stay in puppet mode okay we we have the we see the impaled car and Travis be like what the fuck my car like how are we going to get off campus and have like you know have Travis look at the, the rest of the group and we almost see like a line of them and be like, you know, do you, did you ever ride out of here and have like, you know, uh, this is where Casper is like, dude, you were my ride. And Lewis was like, Hey, all I got is Matilda, my old trusty golf cart, you know, and then have Allison be like, nah, it's, I don't got a car, you know, and going, going down the line, Hans be like, you know, I live here. You're like, I'm an exchange student. <laughs> like there's like, <laughs> we're going through, we're going through and then have like, we finally get down to like Mariposa and she's like, I don't got a car. And she like turns like, do you? And the next person in the line is fucking Jurgen. Oh, <laughs> like he's just standing there like this hulking fucking brute. Yes. That's awesome. Have them like totally like the total Scooby-Doo moment where they're all just like ah! and fucking run. And then we get to like do like Jurgen's chasing behind them with his axe. Nice. No, that's awesome. Yeah. I don't know if we want to go that silly, but no. I mean, that's the first thing that came to mind. No, I totally do. Because I, I was kind of getting to that point, too, when I was saying how, like, there's not going to be any time because I feel like at this point, like, let's just fucking get to business. Like, you know, we've, right. we've done the sort of fake out. We've done the missing person. We did the early kill to panic everybody. Now it's just fucking open season. So, right. yeah, I think the rest of this movie should be cutting back and forth between puppets and real people, you know, pretty often. Yeah. So now it's just full speed ahead everyone's gonna panic and run no one's calling anybody or if they text anybody it doesn't fucking matter they're not gonna get there in time who cares mm -hmm. right so yes I, I know i love this let's put the comedy back in when they see jurgen and you know ev everybody just kind of like looks up at him and maybe hans is the one who's just like you know the yuletide avenger you know he's like <laughs> <laughs> save that because i love that i fucking love that but let's let's do the thing where it's like you know mariposa is the last one in line turns to you and be like do you and have him just be like like shake his head back and forth and have them be like bah, 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 and then they like, take off running maybe as jurgen goes to like swipe at her with the axe and she does like the shaggy duck you know and mm -hmm. then they run so we have them like they pile into whatever pick a building like another dorm or like maybe the security office or something they slam the door like what the fuck was that and have this is where hans we do like the slow zoom in on hans's face like like lit from underneath be like it's jurgen the yuletide avenger <laughs> like, come, come to claim the souls like <laughs> i love how hans came, went from a german accent to sounding like you know mr krabs <laughs> right <laughs> yes exactly 
Money, 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 oh, money, 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 money. Um, <laughs> so do we want to have Jurgen actually kill somebody in the parking lot? Like when he swings that, like, you know, maybe, you know, uh, uh, you know, Sally ducks it, but like, you know, Mariposa doesn't or, you know, or, yes. or Casper, yep. maybe, mm-hmm. maybe even yeah. Casper because we like him. You know, I kind of want to I, I kind of want to keep Casper around just for a little bit longer. But yeah, let, yeah. let's have well, we don't want to kill. Do we want to kill another girl? Because we just took off Kathy and Kelly. Yeah, that's what um, I was thinking, too. Like, we can't kill Hans because he's got to tell the story. Lewis is the only other one. And I like Lewis. But again, I was just thinking it would be it would be funny, but it would also be pretty brutal. And if you do, if you take on the character that we like, it yeah. would be like it would be a gut punch, which I think is kind of what the scene needs. Right. Okay. Yeah. You know what? Let's have let's have Lewis be the last one in the line. So we we do the same thing. Like you know, nope, nope, no. Nope. And then have have Lewis be like, once we get to him, be like, oh, all I got is Matilda over there, and she ain't gonna make it to town. And then have him turn and be like, what about you, buddy? And be like, uh, who are you? And then have like <laughs> axe to the fucking face, like just Lewis get taken oh, out right there. Oh, poor. Oh, and that's good too because as much as I love Lewis and I, I'm gonna miss him, also now they don't even have a golf cart, let alone like a car, right? Because everyone's just going to panic. But, you know, Lewis had like the key in his pocket or whatever. Plus plus keep in mind, he was like the biggest dude amongst them aside from Rob. So like, you know, now we've taken the big guys off the table who could possibly fight with Jurgen because he's this (laughs) big monster. So it's like, well, shit. (laughs) So yeah, no, this is good. Plus, I mean, I like Lewis. Let's be honest. Lewis, Lewis is a big boy. And speaking as a big boy, you ain't going to outrun somebody that's very athletic. <laughs> so and the way we've described Jurgen is he's a big muscle bound freak. So, yeah, you know, Lewis wouldn't make it anyway. He he, he failed at cardio. Yeah. So it's uh, it's the zombie. It's 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 zombie land rules. <laughs> Rule yeah, one cardio. I still have three twists available and one is oh, perfect God. for Casper. So I'm glad that you kept him. All right. Sweet. So we still we still have we still have to make sure we come back to using you know Anthony like the bad guy turns out to be good. Are we yes. doing an, are we doing another twist right now, Sam, or are we just mentioning? Oh, uh, we could. Mind? We could. So where we are is everyone runs away, and we know because of the key card situation that we established earlier with Sally, like the only places that they can really go are places that they have key cards to, and that's also going to kind of like limit the hiding places, right? Right. Um, so I'm just going to kind of throw that out there. So, yeah, let's let's do the next twist and, and see where maybe it'll help us to tell where everyone's going to go. OK. Yeah. Two of them would be good for that. Here we go. Oh, evil twin. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> evil twin? <laughs> We're trying to kill people off and two of them would help with kills. Of oh, course, God. not the one that won it. Evil twin. <laughs> Jesus, that's that fucks everything. <laughs> oh God. Okay. Fuck. Okay. Evil uh, twin. Evil twin. Hold on. Evil uh, twin. Let's let's think about. So this. okay. Uh, <laughs> I I I I I have it. I I I don't know. I mean, it's cheesy. It's trite. But uh, let's hear I, it. Okay. So Hans knows all the stories. Hans knows everything about it. What if Hans had a brother? Grew up hearing <laughs> the same stories. Okay. But Hans's brother is fucking insane. Okay. And he I... took up the mythical mantle of Jürgen the Yuletide Avenger. Oh, he t- Oh, okay. Okay, that was. It's funny. As soon as you mentioned Hans, I was like, I was gonna say Hans too. And like the first thing I was thinking was like, okay, I was thinking like. 
fuck, let's just dismiss this twist. Like, it'll be uh, Hans had a brother who was a dick who hated Christmas, and then Jürgen killed him, and that's why Hans is afraid of Jürgen. You know, and it's like, we kind of get rid of the evil twin, but making Jürgen be the evil twin, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's pretty good. And it is a so, comedy. Yeah. Well, yeah, and like, and that's the thing. Like, so we, we have maybe, like, we don't find out the evil twin aspect just yet. Like, we keep, like, every time something happens, Hans explains more about Jürgen. And they're like, how the fuck do you know so much about this guy? And have him be like, you know, when I was little, you know, like, I had a brother. He was very obsessed with the tales of Jürgen. Like, and he gives gives this whole long explanation, like how, you know, he ended up in an insane asylum, but he was obsessed. And eventually he broke out and went to live in the woods type of thing. Like, I haven't seen him in years, but he liked to dress up like Jürgen. <laughs> like, like, do something along yeah. those lines. Or where... it could even, or it could even be... That he doesn't know. I mean, it could just be that Hans Hans was telling the story because that's a story that was important to their family. Maybe right. this is where Hans sees Jürgen, and as they run away to go hide somewhere, like maybe they go into one of the dorm buildings, and so maybe Hans is like, it's Jürgen, it's Jürgen, and he's almost panicking, you know, and Fritz the dog is barking, and they're like, shut the fucking dog up, and, you know, Hans, like, what do you mean, Jürgen, like, that, that guy from your story, like, and he's, and he's like... He's kind of like hyperventilating because he's like, I, I, he's real. I can't believe he's real. And and maybe right. maybe the reason that this Jurgen is here at the campus is because, again, the backstory you know amongst ourselves is that uh, uh, Hans's brother Otto, right? Otto, when when they were kids, you know, something happened that was similar to Jurgen's story, where like they both love Christmas. Maybe at Christmas time, you know, may, fuck, maybe Otto got really sick, had cancer or something, something where like the family had almost like given up on him. And I, I'm just kind of making it up, but I feel like he feels betrayed by his family. And that's why he feels like, oh, you broke the rules of Christmas because you betrayed me. So Otto tracked Hans down from the old country to come and find him. <laughs> and Hans is the real target. And everybody else is just like, oh, you're Hans's friend, fuck you. Oh, you're Hans's friend, fuck you. You know, and it's like, the fact gotcha. that they don't like Christmas is it ties into Jurgen's uh, motive, but it's also where you, I think it'll be kind of a cool twist where at some point we're going to unmask Jurgen from his, uh, his horse skull and Hans will be like, little Otto, <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. And then, yeah, then we'll get like the backstory about, uh, you know, his, his little brother who got super sick around Christmas and, you know, maybe, maybe it was, so oh, wait, hold on, hold on. Maybe it wasn't him that got sick at Christmas. What if it was their mother? And like, she got sick at Christmas and was dying. And because she died of cancer, like the father was just like, we are done with Christmas. We don't celebrate Christmas anymore. Cause it was too much for him to handle. So his kids, oh, nice. like they stopped having Christmas because like dad couldn't take it anymore because he lost his wife at Christmas. So, you know, Hans, you know, he kept his Christmas spirit, but he like, cause he understood maybe he's the older brother, but like Otto was like, you know, he felt betrayed and he felt yeah. like, you know, what the hell? Like, you know, I, I will become, I will become the spirit of Christmas. I will become Jurgen. <laughs> like, 
Yes. Yeah, of course, Hans is only older by like a minute because don't forget, there's twins. They're right? twins. That's right. That's right. Okay, no, but, yeah, but, but I forgot but, about the twin. <laughs> no, but it's still good too because I said that same like little Otto, but you know, they're not like identical twins. And yeah, and, uh, yeah I mean, Hans is like, you know, the quote unquote older one. And maybe he was like, you know, a beefy, not beefy, but, you know, healthy. He was a healthy, sort of normal looking guy. And maybe Otto was kind of like sickly, you know, kind of. Yeah. His, and, you know, he kind of took after mom more than he did for whatever reason. And so, yeah, when, when, uh, you know, their dad sort of was like, you know, forget Christmas, you know, we never again. But like little Otto reminds him too much of mom. So after that, he was always like mean to Otto and, you know, very mm. dismissive of his love for Christmas. And it kind of he kind of turns Otto very jaded and Otto feels betrayed by Hans and their dad because they kind of went on with their lives and left mom and Christmas and Otto behind. And Otto was like, screw that. Like, you're not going to forget about mom. You're not going to forget about, you know, Christmas that's what held our family together and you're just you're betraying the family and but because he's so like jaded and bitter toward their dad you know who took it so poorly that yeah he he's just like you know what you know i'm gonna whatever you know he, he sort of snaps and and decides that he needs to you know take everybody down and, and hell maybe at some point you know why you know at some point hans could even while he's telling this backstory, you know, could be could say like oh you know dad died in a freak accident years ago <laughs> you know right. um and maybe that maybe that was part of why Hans decided to like come to America because you know he was like you know my mom was dead my dad was dead and you know little Otto you know who knows where he was or maybe he was uh you know he was in the psychiatric hospital and so I kind of just left you know and to start a new life or I don't know again I'm just spitballing but I right. think it kind of makes sense. Yeah, no, I'm no. I'm thinking I, of him as like the new Michael Myers and Rob Zombie. How he went in kind of like little and weak in a way, but came out as this yes. giant beast. <laughs> yeah. You know, the yes. whole transformation. Yeah. That's good. Not, not a whole lot to do in prison except you know lift weights, I guess. Even a psych yeah. hospital, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. No, it, it could to- it could totally be that. Like, like you know, may- maybe. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Okay, let, 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 I know we keep backtracking, and uh, hopefully the listeners are following along with us on this. But like, okay, so with the backstory, we we have Hans tell like eventually this is going to happen once we unmask Jurgen. Um, but we have the backstory be something along the lines. Like we see that, you know, the mom die, you know, the dad is reminded too much of mother by Otto. He becomes this like vicious, abusive, you know, angry old man, you know, hates Christmas, all that, you know, maybe Hans is just as afraid of his dad as Otto is, but Otto's taking the brunt of it. Like for whatever reason, dad is picking on Otto because like it reminds him too much of his wife. And he's just like, just, just brutal, just mean. Well, Otto has enough and ends up killing his dad in defense, self-defense. Okay. Okay. He kills dad. So the kids get, you know, they get taken, taken away. Mm -hmm. Otto at that point, as he has had a mental break, he just killed his father. He's had a mental break. He gets put into a psychiatric hospital. Hans gets put with a foster family. So Hans grows up, ends up, you know, getting, he has a good family. He ends up going, coming to America to like, you know, go to college and like get a career and all that. Like he's had a good life, but you know, unfortunately his family, his, his first family fell apart and he hasn't seen his little brother since he was committed to the psychiatric hospital after killing his father. No, that's perfect. That's That's the thing. Mm. That's the story. That's it right there. Okay, good, 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 good. So, uh, let's get back to the characters now. So again, the, all the characters run away. They're kind of hiding somewhere. Doesn't really matter where. Like let's, again, a foyer or whatever. They're bunked like, up. Let's say be the secure the the security booth or whatever. Oh. Like the yeah, they they yeah. run in there. There's like a, they have like a little building, like a little like one story, you know, little yeah. building. 
So yeah, that's perfect. And yeah, they're all gonna kind of hunker down. And maybe Allison is like looking for weapons. Like I, I got tasers, I got nightsticks. Like you know, she's just going into like fight back mode while Hans is kind of freaking out. And uh, you know, uh, Mariposa or somebody you know who's gonna be like, what the hell, Hans? Like you know, and because he's like like you're hyperventilating you're panicking and he's going to kind of tell the story of like oh i can't believe that you know jurgen is real he doesn't know he's auto yet we're not going to get that part of the story but just mm. sort of like oh i can't believe that this is a real thing you know and maybe tell a little bit more of you know the story or whatever we need but we don't have to get have to get into it too much right here we're just going to kind of re- reveal that you know hans is not really in a good position to like fight back Allison is trying to take the lead. We know Sally kicks ass because she punched Rob in the face. Casper's right. probably still stoned. And <laughs> Travis so, yeah. is the strong silent type. But yeah, uh, yeah. So he's gonna he'll, he'll take up like some nightsticks and tasers, and then you know Mariposa is the overachiever. I feel like let's give her uh, let's give her a moment because she can't survive, right? So yeah. let's give let's give Mariposa a moment where let's have her be like the dude from Scream that is gonna explain all the horror movie Jamie, tropes. Jamie, Ken- you know? Jamie Kennedy. Jamie Kennedy, that's his name. Um, so have her be like, well, obviously we need to call the cops. We got to get out of here. And then, of course, you know, Allison and Casper are like, we fucking tried to do that already, smarty pants. And, you know, of course, whatever. Like, she's going to come up with, like, every excuse that the audience is thinking of, of like, well, just text somebody else. And Sally's like, I'm already texting, like, my mom, and she's panicking, but she lives, like, an hour away. I got to text someone, you know. Again, but they're kind of in that panic mode of, like, everyone's trying to figure stuff out while Mariposa is trying to, like, micromanage everybody into, like, a solution. So now we have to get we have to, have to either get them out of this building or we have to have Jurgen come and, like, lay siege to this building. So what's the best way to do that, you think? Let's have them all in the building. Let's have, you know, them slam the door. We have Hans kind of having that freak out moment. Like we're, like we're talking about like maybe Mariposa or no, Sally's trying to like snap him out of, he, snap him out of it. And he's like, he's real. He's it's all real. Like, and he's freaking out. So they're like, well, he's fucking useless. You know, Allison, like you said, is grabbing tasers and, and nightsticks and random, like they don't have guns. They just have like mm-hmm. some security implements and like immediately like Mariposa's like grabbing a taser and a nightstick. Like, yeah, motherfucker going to fuck with me, you know? And, you know, Travis, maybe he has a nightstick. He's slapping in his hand like, okay, yeah, I I can I can do something with this. Like they're all kind of like gearing themselves up. They're like, you know, we got to get out of here. You know, you you saw what that thing did to Lewis. Like they're freaking out and then have the door open behind them and everyone freak the fuck out. And it's Anthony. Oh, we need to bring we need to bring the tea. And he's like, Jesus Christ, what the (laughs) fuck is wrong with you people? And they're like, like, maybe like. Maybe Mariposa like turns and tries to tase him, but she misses. Like she shoots the, <laughs> and he's like, Jesus Christ! Like, exactly. Yeah, and of course, so, they're like, what the fuck are you doing here? Yeah, um, and he's like, you know, and he's like, I-, I wanted to talk to Allison, and and she's like, I don't got anything to say to. Him. He's like, look, I know I fucked up, and maybe here he explains, like, you know, his roommate you know, got into his computer and like, he's like, I know I shouldn't have filmed you, but I swear to God, I never meant it to be leaked. Like, yeah, I, I was a total dick. I, I shouldn't have done it. It's it's all my fault. He's like, but I didn't leak it online. Like maybe we have like the little redemption moment of okay, him being yeah. like, I didn't mean to hurt you. You know, like I fucked up. Yes. I'm an asshole. Yes. I'm a dick, but I didn't mean for it to go that far. And then have her be like, I don't give a fuck at this moment. Someone just killed the hell out of my partner. (laughs) And like, have her like go on this like rant of like, fuck you. You're not that important, you know, Mm -hmm. and have him be like, what are you talking? What people are dead? Like, 
and have them go on this explanation. And then we hear something pounding on the door. Yes, like, we got to go. We got to fucking go. <laughs> like, I was just yeah. going to say that. No, we have to have this thing where it's like they're having this argument. And then you see Fritz start growling at the other door. Right. And he yes. fits the dog. He comes up next to Travis and he's like growling at the door. And Travis like looks at the dog and looks at the door. And then you just hear this boom. Yes. Boom. Like somebody's like he's fucking swinging his axe at the door, right? And of course everyone's gonna freak out. You know, uh, Mariposa's gonna kind of start like you know crying and losing it a little bit. You know, at, at this point I think everyone here except for Mariposa and Anthony are probably both like okay, tough enough that they're not gonna like lose their shit. You know, I, right. Anthony's gonna squeal a little bit. You know, <laughs> and then that's when you're gonna start seeing that axe head like start to come through the door. You know, yes. and, and even if it were a metal door, which would take him a while to get through, like he's a big fucking monster of a guy. Oh yeah, so, no, yeah. Jurgen's a beast. Yeah, and 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 I, th- I think at this point we should have uh, Travis or somebody should decide to like, okay, I'll stay here till you until everyone else is out. Like I'll be the last one out. I promise I'm coming right behind you. You know that 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 sort of like sort of take a stand while. And maybe Allison's like, that'd be great, except, you know, the back door, it, maybe it's like all blocked by snow or something. Like normally they could get out, but like, oh, fuck, like the back door's shut or stuck. So now they're going to like try to sneak out like a window, but all they have are these like, you know, small, like, uh, like uh, glass block windows or something that they have to smash out first. So just create this tension moment where they're trying to get out of the building while somebody's banging on the door with a fucking giant axe. Well, remember, Anthony just came in from another way, so there has to be another way into this building. Oh, um, shit, yeah. He just walked in. So, so but, but no, 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 I still like where you're going with this. So that maybe maybe that, like, the, the security office is, like, on the front of the administrative building. So, like, you have, like, like, when you first walk into the administrative building, you have to go through the security checkpoint. Like, they have to escort you into the building. So maybe Anthony was already in there because, you know, he's a TA, all that. He was doing some last-minute stuff before leaving for the holidays. So he comes in from behind the security office. Um, so, like, we do that whole explanation. We hear the big boom, you know, and they're, like, they panic. You know, like Anthony does his little squeal, you know, and then maybe, like, Travis takes action here. He starts fucking pushing the couch in front of the door. He's like, come on, guys, we got to fucking barricade it. And everyone's like trying to, to like, you know, push stuff up and <laughs> let's have, so we hear the the booming on the door. Everyone's focusing on the door. Right. And then just have Jurgen fucking break through the window. Just jump <laughs> through, just like, like fucking Jason through the wall, like type of oh, moment. Oh yeah. Fuck yeah. Um, you know, and have them do like, this is where we, we could literally do like, cut to a quick puppet of Anthony going ah! like arms up in the air <laughs> flailing <laughs> and then cut back and maybe he Jurgen grabs Allison and everyone's like holy shit run run everyone starts running except for Anthony he's like no what the fuck and like he jumps on Jurgen to try to stop him maybe he like bites Jurgen's arm and he drops Allison and then he just grabs Anthony and Anthony looks at her and tells her to run before he gets an axe to the chest Okay. So okay. so he 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 sacrifices himself to save her. Yeah. So remember okay. he was he was the dick. He was the bad guy. We have he to make him good. Dick. I know. Yeah, yeah. I was so. I was gonna I was thinking the almost exact same thing. I was just gonna like hang on to it a little bit longer, but no. But this works. This yeah, works. Fucking take so, him off the board. <laughs> yeah. Fuck him. Yeah. We have too many fucking people anyway. Yeah. So um so he gets, he gets axed. The rest of them are so they're gonna run what deeper into the building like looking for yeah. another way out. Yes, uh, and so it, and maybe all the other exits are already chained up, and like okay. Al, maybe Allison, she has the keys, but she doesn't have time to fumble with them because Jurgen's right on their tail. Okay, he's like yeah. chasing them through the building. Okay, no, that's good. So that's good. And 
let's 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 take off somebody else real quick. So we've got Allison, Hans, Sally, Casper, Travis. Yeah, I like all these characters. So yeah, let's let's have Mariposa try that thing again where you know she's gonna like try to tase him, but like she forgot that she already tried to tase Anthony. And those are like <laughs> yeah. one use weapons, right? Yes. You, you have to like you have to like recharge it and rewind it. So yeah, so maybe you know while they're all like trying to find a door to get out, you know maybe Mariposa, she, maybe she could even do that like very stereotypical horror movie thing where she trips for no fucking reason and then you know she's and, and i think it's funny too because she's supposed to be like the smart one like she gets up and she's just trying to shoot him with this fucking taser that already has like the wires hanging out of the front of it so it's just like <laughs> click 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 nothing happens and uh we can even we can we don't even need to show this we could have it be that like the the scene where like suddenly she's just engulfed in the shadow of him coming and her eyes go wide and then you just hear the scream reverberate down the hallway and maybe you hear like a, a wet noise and then everyone else is just fucking get the fuck out of here holy shit you know like you like just ramping up the tension we okay so i i, I love this so, so you know yeah we have her fall like with everyone's running so i'm picturing them like run out of the back of the security office like down a hallway and there's like a big double door like to lead outside but it's chained shut and so they have to go up like they have to go up the stairs so like to the next floor of the building mm-hmm. so we see them like start running we have mariposa do the thing where she's like running down the hall she slips and slides and like falls down Jurgen's right behind her and like she rolls over with the taser and you know maybe she's like dance motherfucker and she hits the button and she's like <laughs> oh shit and then it cuts to a puppet and we just see the axe come down and literally split her in half oh, like nice. lengthwise yeah. like from head to crotch like yes. and we just see the puppet like fall into two pieces in a pool of blood <laughs> yes I want to hear that wet noise anyway, even though it was a puppet, right? So yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, you got to hear the squelching. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, okay, I so now that. So now they're like running up to like the second floor because they couldn't get out. And of course they're panicking and they're not like thinking straight. And um, this would be a good moment for maybe they're like, shit, like we, like we we just trapped ourselves. Like why the fuck did we run up the stairs again, pointing out the horror movie, you know, cliches. Have have Sally be like that. Like, dude, why would we make the mistake in every fucking slasher movie? We are in our own slasher movie right (laughs) now. You never go upstairs. (laughs) Right. Oh, God. So we can either continue to have them like kind of use this building as like the place where they're going to like make their stand. But I kind of I kind of want them to like know that they run into somebody's office, big glass windows, you know, forget what I said about like the the sort of like, you know, uh, ice block cube windows because we had Jurgen like jump through. It's a modern building. It's all fucking glass. So they go upstairs, big window. The first thing that Travis does is smash it out with the nightclub and he looks and there's like a snow bank. Now, there hasn't been a lot of snow, but there's been enough snow where there's a little bit of like a snow bank. And he's just like, you know, we have to we have to go for it. So he's yeah. not really hesitating. He's just smashed the window. OK, who's jumping first? You know, right. And it's going <laughs> to be like an 18 foot drop. But it's like yeah. if you fall into the snow, you I mean, you're going to hurt, but yeah. you might not break something. Exactly. I think it's their best bet. So what I'm think what I'm saying is I think everybody should go out the window, but somebody's gonna fucking roll their ankle. Like someone's gonna sudden now suddenly either I'm thinking either Sally or Hans is gonna roll their fucking ankle and now they're gonna be limping and like slowing everybody down. You know? Right. Um 
I feel like Hans needs to live long enough so we can get the Jurgen backstory. But I also kind of like the idea of him getting hurt and and getting you know kind of forcing everybody to kind of wait for him. Um, yeah. It just it also kind of pushes him into the forefront as like he's kind of one of our main characters. But also Sally because she's a fighter and that would you know kind of like take her out of the game a little bit by you know weakening her with an injury. Right. I feel like either Sally or Travis would be. Uh, like the ones who would be fighting the most um, mm-hmm. alongside Allison. Like obviously Allison is kind of our final girl type. Um, so I feel like, like I, I, Casper is obviously fodder at this point. Hans is our narrator, our narrator. Um, so I think taking either Sally or Travis and injuring them weakens our odds because they're definitely the scrappers of the group. Yeah. Um, oh, you know what would be a cool twist too? If Travis is the one who goes straight for the window, smashes it, you know, Barry, he's not hesitating. He's like, this is the plan. Let's go. If he's the last one out and he fucking breaks his ankle on the way down, that would be yeah. a bit of an unexpected twist. Oh, 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 okay. Hold on. No, 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 no. I, I, got, I got it. So, all right. So they, yeah, exactly what you said. They all go upstairs. They're like, how the fuck do we get out? Sally's having a freak out moment of like, you know, why did we do this? We're in our own horror movie. And we did like one of the cardinal sins of a horror movie. We went upstairs, you know, and, and then I have Travis just fucking break the window and be like, and we're going back down now. Like everybody out the fucking window, like mm-hmm. just very matter of fact, like this is the plan. You know, Hans jumps like he maybe he grabs Fritz and like jumps and falls on his back into the snowbank. You know, Sally jumps. Allison's getting ready to jump. Casper's standing there hesitating. Remember, Casper and Travis are buds. So Casper's mm-hmm. like, I, I don't want to do it, man. I don't want to do it. And he's like, you got to fucking go, man. We're not going to die here. And like gets tra- gets Casper ready to jump right as Jurgen breaks in the door. Nice. So now Jurgen's coming up and Travis is like fucking go and like pushes Casper turns to go hit Jurgen and Jurgen grabs him and like, like, you know, basically forces the club out of his hand and knocks him out the window. So he doesn't jump. He falls. And when he comes down, like he breaks his ankle. Like he oh, lands yeah. wrong and he's like, ah, fuck. Like for instance, now they're dragging Travis and Jurgen just fucking leaps out of the window, lands like the fucking Hulk. And it's just like looking at him through that horse head. Okay. So yeah. So they all get out the window. Casper is going to grab Travis who, and maybe he gets like the wind knocked out of him on top of like hurting his leg. So he's, yeah. he's slow to get up and Casper is like, come on, man, come on. Like, let's go. And yeah, fucking Jurgen just launches out the window. Like, does that like superhero you know landing you know whatever um (laughs) or he's yeah again he's like just picturing kane hotter playing this character or just land landing very menacing and i don't know if we want to kill casper right here but it would be pretty you know black comedy darkly ironic if travis just got hurt trying to save casper only for you're going to jump out of the fucking window and then just twist casper's head around (laughs) <laughs> okay hold on, hold on. so yeah so like the group is trying to drag uh travis and like i'm picturing it like from travis's point of view like we have the camera like right over his like the top of his head as he's laying there we see his ankle twisted in a way that is not right um and the, the group is dragging him as jurgen is slowly lumbering toward them and he's like go 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 and like casper like runs out in front and be like you can't have my friends like he's just like freaking out <laughs> And then just, yeah, instead of twisting it, what if he does the fa- the Jason face squish where he just like slaps him on the sides of the head and keeps squeezing until oh, Casper's yeah, eye yeah. comes out? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. And like he, he just turns around, he's like, dude, and falls over. 
Yeah. Like poor Casper. Poor Casper. Oh man. Okay. So Allison, she's taking the lead. Hans is kind of freaked out. Fritz the dog is just barking like crazy. Sally still wants to fight, but Sally's now going to be like, all right, Travis, get the fuck up. Like, we got to run. She wants to fight, but she's more interested in saving Travis right now, right? Yes. So, so they're, they're going to, and I think it'd be, this would be a fun moment for Fritz the dog. Have Fritz the dog go over and just start, like, you know, uh, ankle biting on fucking big ass Jurgen. Little Jack Russell Terrier is like, yip, yip, yip all around. And he's just like, what the fuck? It's, <laughs> yeah. and maybe Jurgen won't hurt the dog. Because, oh, okay. like, he's, again, he has his whole Christmas tradition thing that he's, and this is like an, a Christmas innocent, you know, yeah. like, the, the dog is, he's just being taken care of, like, so, you know, the dog's yipping at him, and he's, yeah, he's lifting his legs and trying not to step on the dog, and he's, like, he's almost stopping, you know, yeah. like, and, and the group is just, like, what the fuck is going on, and maybe the Jurgen picks up the dog by the scruff of the neck and looks at it. And the dog's just barking and growling, and he just kind of tosses it into a snowbank. Like, not throws it, just kind of like, and like tosses it aside. (laughs) Or what I was thinking was, he's wearing this like horse skull on his head, and we don't, we didn't really talk too much about what he's wearing, but he looks like, you know, some kind of like, I don't know, European warrior or something. Fuck, maybe he has like other bones. Maybe he literally just like takes a bone off of his like uh, chest plate or whatever he's wearing and just yeah. like, here here little doggy, here little doggy, and he chucks it you know, in the fucking Fritz the traitor, he goes and chases after the bone. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's perfect, because then, yeah, we can see that that Jurgen isn't going to hurt the dog. You know, un- unlike uh, Michael Myers who always kills the dog. Yeah, yeah never, never killed the dog. <laughs> Um, okay, so we're back in be a sh- puppet version of the dog, like running <laughs> off after the bone. Yes, it's like a big giant puppet bone. Yeah, and it's it's like <laughs> spinning through the air, like clearly on like a spindle, <laughs> just like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's perfect. Okay, oh. so we're now we're back in we're back in chase mode again, right? With, yes. Uh, Allison, Hans, Sally, and Travis. We're down to four people. So maybe we we have like Hans and Allison like basically carrying Travis like he's got an arm over both of their shoulders because his ankle's fucked. So he can't even stand. So like they're they're hobbling along trying to get him, you know, and Sally is like taking up the rear with the nightsticks, like ready to start start swinging on Jurgen if he gets close enough. I think we're close to like a big showdown and we need to get more of of the backstory or we need to get the reveal. Like what is the backstory? Um, Right. So I don't want this to just be like running from like one building on campus to the next, to the next, to the next. Maybe at this point they realize, maybe Sally, she's smart. She's the one who stops and realizes like, you know, hey, maybe, maybe she's like the goth girl. We, we didn't really you know, specify that before, but, you know, she's the one who knows, knows about horror movies and stuff. So maybe she's just stopping and like, Allison, listen, like we can't do this. Like, you know, Travis outweighs me by a hundred pounds. Like there's no way we're going to be able to get away. Like we... Running is not the plan here. You know, and and of course, Jurgen at this point is like distracted by Fritz chasing him around, so they have a breather. And and uh, you know, maybe they just straight up decide to stop. Like, okay, what are we going to do? We need to confront him. How are we going to do that? Like, what's what's happening here? You know that. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's not forget too that we have to have the local cops show show up. I have that in my notes here too. Oh yeah, shit! I completely forgot about that. So, um, so what if we decide to ha- that they're like, there's no way they're going to get away. They're just going to try to turn and face him, do their best. And yeah, maybe, 
either before or like during at some point around this fight that they're about to have you just see like this cop car you know rolling you know red and blue like pull up into campus screeching up to where they are and have them hop out with a gun pointed at Jurgen. And, you know, our survivors are like, oh, God, thank God. Like, thank God you're here to save us. Like, they think that they're rescued and and then have, you know, there's an exchange between the local cop and Allison. He's like, you know, we, hey, we found your we found your buddy, Ernie, you know, his his, you know, his roommate, you know, found his body. I'm so sorry to tell you he's dead. But and then I remember that you called earlier and I just hopped in and, you know, came over here as quick as I could. Whatever. You know, he's mm-hmm. going to sort of explain, like, that's why he's here pointing a gun at Jurgen, who now has thrown the bone and gotten rid of Fritz. And now you know, he's just like, what the fuck are you guys dealing with over here? And um yeah, maybe I don't know. Like we, we haven't we haven't established like how supernatural Jurgen is. Is he going to take bullets like Jason, or how else are we going to kill this cop? I I think the cops should show up after the fact. Like I feel like almost like they should be alone through this fight, and then like whoever survives, like at the very end, that's when the cops come up, and you know explain like you know we found we found Ernie, you know we we remembered your call like you know, holy shit, what have you guys been through? Like that type of a thing. Almost like, um, you know, because this this is, and I, I know it's a horror movie trope, but we see it in so many horror movies where the cops show up right after the bad guys. <laughs> You're right. Well, because here's what I'm thinking. So when, when they jump out of the back of the administrative building, maybe it looks back onto the forest surrounding the campus. So there, there's no more buildings. Like they're literally heading out into the woods at night in the snow. Okay, um, nice. so they're they're dragging Travis. They're trying. And, and yeah, Sally points out, like, we have to make a stand like we can't do this. Like, you know, there's no way we can't tra- drag Travis for miles. And maybe he's like over there, like, you got to leave me, you know, like, leave me. Let me distract him. They're like, no, we're not going to just let you die. You know, and there's this whole, whole back and forth. And the whole time, like, you know, Jurgen's done with the dog. He's slowly following him now. And we see him coming up in the distance. And maybe Hans is like, guys, guys, he he's coming. You know, that type of a thing and like have him look and we just see like Jurgen standing there like fucking backlit by the moon. <laughs> yeah, like nice. slowly lumbering toward them, you know. Um, so, oh, yeah. I, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, let, let's do this. Yeah, let's have Travis like, you know, if he wasn't already on his feet, like have him get up and he's just decided that he's going to have to face this guy. There's no no choice about it. And, and right. Sally's going to stand next to him, you know, because she's a fighter and she's like, OK, well, I guess we're doing this. You know, like I think that they're both still afraid. But, you know, while Allison and and is yelling at them like, no, stop it. We got to go. We got to run. There's got to be a better way. Um, you know, Sally and Travis are just like, what way? Like, we have to try to like fight this guy. And so, yeah, Jurgen comes over and yeah, they're going to, they're going to put up a fight and it's going to be a little bit of like, you know, the end of Jason seven and a little bit of uh, Julius from Jason eight, you know, it's mm-hmm. like uh, where they're hitting him and hitting him and he's either just taking the blows like it's nothing or fending it off like it's nothing. And, and uh, yeah, maybe, maybe he just very, very slowly like takes his big axe and he kind of hefts it and he puts it up on his shoulder like a baseball bat and he, he's like not even caring that they're like hitting him and tasing him and poking him and he's just <laughs> right. gonna like fucking swing that big giant axe and fucking take them both down like chop right through the both of their rib cages and like one swing and and oh, uh, shit. sally and travis both just like you know s- slide in half as puppets obviously <laughs> you know? see i was thinking these were our survivors but okay um let's you know what? Let, let's not let's not kill everybody. Let, 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 let's take out Sally because everyone, of okay. course, is going to think she's the final girl. So exactly. let's have the that's, yeah. That's like, why I wanted her to die. 
Yeah. So let's let's do the thing where it's like, okay, we have maybe maybe like, you know, Travis gets up, you know, Allison or uh, Sally's ready to fight him. You know, Allison's like, we, we got to do this. We don't have a we don't have a choice. So Hans, like, you know, picks up like a big you know, piece of wood that's like there on the forest floor, just like, OK, <laughs> like he's just really scared, like ready to fight. So they start. Yeah, they start you know, beating on him and smacking him. And then they're doing like almost like in Shaun of the Dead where they're surrounding the fat zombie <laughs> nice. with the pool cues yes. and just whacking on him. Like they're trying. And like you said, Jurgen just picks up the axe, looks down as he's like watching the group circle him and then just fucking swings. And then we, we cut to puppet form and we see like Sally standing there and then just slide in half, like you said. And we see the puppet, you know, the other puppets go, ah, do the scream. Um, <laughs> When are we having the backstory? Because don't we want like a few more than yeah. Hans to hear that? Well, didn't didn't we already do that? I, I'm sorry. No, I'm, no, we discussed it amongst ourselves. But no, we. Need oh to shit! Hans, yeah, you're because right. Because we have because we yeah. haven't revealed to Hans yet that, who that Jurgen is his brother. So yeah, I was thinking Allison and Hans have to survive this. If Travis yeah, there has to be an unmasking. Yeah, no, Travis can survive too, at least at least at this point. But maybe this is a good place for the unmasking. You know, you had mentioned yes. maybe he's backlit in the moonlight, but yeah, it's a bright moonlit night. You know, moon's shining off the snow. They can see well enough. You know, there's lights coming from campus. So, um, but yeah, during this fight, maybe after Jurgen takes down Sally, like chops her in half, maybe when he does that, you know, like maybe you know before his ax gets like stuck in the tree that she was standing next to. And because, you know, he was so nonchalant about it, but, and right at that moment, you know, maybe Travis is just like, you know, no. And, and lunges at him and gets him. He fucking jumps and Travis is a pretty big dude. So he jumps on him and his body weight takes Jurgen to the ground. He's got his nightstick on Jurgen's neck and that horse face comes off. And that's when Hans looks and sees like, Auto, you know, and it's like, oh shit, he just recognized his fucking brother that he hasn't seen in years, and uh, we can kind of like lead into the backstory. Well, well hold on, let, let's let's let, let's back it up. I like where you're going. Let, let's back it up for a second because we want to lean into the comedy aspect still. We have, we we keep yeah. straying away from the comedy. So so yeah, we do exactly what we just talked about. Sally gets cut in half. You know, Travis is like, no, like freaks out, leaps on Jurgen, or like, yeah, maybe he, or no, before he leaps on Jurgen, maybe have Allison fucking club Jurgen in the balls with the fucking nightstick and okay, have nice. him like, <laughs> have, like, yeah, no, 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 I, yeah. So you're, I'm sorry. I know I'm all over the place. Travis jumps on Jurgen. And it's again, it's like a you know fucking child jumping on Kane Hodder. So it's like he's just kind of like swinging him around, and Allison hits him in the balls. And he falls over, and then yeah, Travis is now on top of Jurgen on the ground, and he just starts beating the shit out of him with the nightstick, just like clubbing him over and over and over. And we see the horse head mask like fly off, you know, and we see like blood coming up where Travis is like, you son of a bitch, you killed my fucking friends. Like they're all I've got. Like have him do that whole thing. Where, Cause remember we mentioned that he doesn't really want to be home. Like yeah. he's kind of just like, eh. um, so he's like screaming about how, you know, he, he took his family away. And then like, we have Hans like come into frame. Like we're we're looking up, like a POV shot from Jurgen's point of view. So we see like Travis sitting right on top of the camera, just like beating it with the nightstick and like blood's flying up. And then we see Hans kind of poking over Travis's shoulder and be like, Otto? <laughs> like, <laughs> nice. Yeah. And then we pan down and we see a guy who looks a lot like Hans yeah. laying there on the ground, kind of bloody and battered. And this would also explain like he's human. 
Like, yeah, he's mm-hmm. a big, bulking, you know, hulking dude. But, like, you get hit in the fucking nuts and then the face 18 times with a nightstick, you might not be getting back up. Yeah. No, yeah, no, I think that's, that's good. We should definitely have him get taken down and, you know, maybe knocked unconscious or at least maybe we think he is. Right. Yeah. Hans is going to, you know, say, you know, his name. And then, of course, you know, Allison is like, Otto, who? Like, what are you talking about? And yeah, yeah. Then Hans is going to explain kind of the rest of the story uh, of like, yeah, you know, when I was when I was little and, you know, I had a twin brother and my mom died. And, we, you know, we already explained it to each other, so I don't need to mm-hmm. recap the whole thing. But, you know, he's basically saying I came to America and I never thought that I would see Otto again. You know, he was in the the psychiatric hospital and you know maybe i maybe he's like i used to visit him sometimes but i haven't seen him in a while since i've been in america i don't know why how he's here i don't know why he's here um and at this point it would be like do we want to have Otto speak do we want to have him maybe they think he's knocked unconscious and hans tells the story it ends with that like i don't know why he's here and then you know Otto says something like i'm here for you <laughs> you know like oh god you, that's creepy you betrayed our family you betrayed christmas <laughs> you know and <laughs> and then it just yes. him, have him slowly get up like he just swats travis off of him travis who had just been a minute ago beating the shit out of him and now jürgen has like uh you know revenge energy right so he swats travis off and just slowly Slowly gets up while he's explaining his side of the story. You know, not a big long story, but just enough to be like, "You left, you know, you left me there. You know, I, I stood up for you. I stood up for mom, you know, for you know, mother, you know, Muta. I, you know, and uh, you know, you know, you and you left. You were just like Fata, and you, you betrayed me. You betrayed everything our family, you know, used to believe in all of our traditions. You know, and I, you know, I." Whatever, you know, I, I can't just make up the speech on the spot, but you know, right, this right. whole this whole creepy villain speech where he's like, and now, you know, the end has come for you or whatever, and he goes to pick up the axe again. Um I think Allison should get like a shot in here, right? And I think uh what do we want to do? Do we want to kill Hans during this fight? I feel like Hans, Travis, and Allison should live. I feel okay. like those are our three survivors. Um I'm trying to think of a way to take Otto out without like it being too silly. Cause right yeah. now, remember we have no guns. We have some nightsticks. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, <laughs> wait a second. <laughs> okay. It was an evil laugh. <laughs> <laughs> well, just cause I'm thinking like we have yet to actually use the taser. Okay. Um, Maybe Hans has one like because remember, they they did arm themselves. So and the first time we tried to use the taser, it missed. And then, you know, she forgot that she had already missed. So she couldn't use it the second time. So we do the whole big villain speech. Right. You know, and and have like uh, have Otto like pick up his, his fucking axe and have him standing there just being like, you know, you ruined Christmas for me. Now I will ruin it for you. Like that whole thing, you know, and have Hans just be like, OK. And just shoot the fucking taser and zap him. Like, I don't know. Do we want to do the nuts again? Like, has something like where it fucking electrocutes the shit out of, of Otto and he falls over like like a big fucking timber. Just passes the fuck out in the snow. Giving them enough time to, like, you know, have the, the cops show up like we discussed. And then maybe we can have him get gunned down. So that's that's a possibility. I don't know. What do you guys think? Okay. So, yeah, I kind of like that, too. Um, I don't know if I like the gun down. I, I kind even though I had mentioned before the cop showing up and pointing his gun, I, I like the idea better that the cop kind of shows up, but it's like 
Well, the fucking action's over. Like, you missed the whole fucking thing, you know? Yeah. I also want to have Fritz the dog, like, do something else here. And, you know, and because, of course, we had Fritz out of the way, but, you know, it's like the, the Chekhov's uh, mangy dog, you know. Yep. Um, so let's have that there was like a like there's a little creek. There's It's a little bit of a ravine, like downhill into some water. And maybe that was the border of like when they were trying to run away, they kind of stopped and wanted to make their stand because where the fuck are we going to go across this, you know, this uh, fucking freezing water in December, you know. And because right. I'm just thinking, you know, again, between you and us, it's like the sequel material here we can't like you know completely kill off this uh this slasher character right Mm -hmm. so yeah we so then we have this whole big fight and the whole time they're on the edge of this like little hill down into this creek and yeah yeah same thing right so you know when uh, otto gets up and is like you ruined my christmas i ruined for you (laughs) and and hans I think Hans is still scared. I think it'd be kind of interesting too, if he's like a final boy, but he never really fights back. He's always just kind of traumatized by this, like, Oh, my long lost brother. So Hans sort of like very shakily uh, pulls up the taser and points it at Otto, but maybe he's like, Oh, I cannot do to my brother. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Right. And and of course, Allison's like, well, fuck that. Give me that. And she goes, I can, (laughs) yeah, I can do it. She goes to grab the taser right as Otto now he's going to go to pick up his axe like, oh, shit, here he comes. And this is when da, 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 Fritz runs out of the woods. Fritz the dog, he jumps on Hans, startles him just enough to, like, push the taser down. So instead of pointing it at, like, Otto's face or chest, now he's going to point it down. And the fucking gun goes off and it shoots him right in the goddamn nuts. <laughs> right? <laughs> we, we fry Otto's nuts. Or, or his eyes, if we want to go more serious with it, right? Somewhere where it's like, oh, shit, is he going to come back from that? But we fry him, and then he just tumbles backwards, like, into the freezing water, and he's, like, he's gone. I, I think, like, one taser, like, in his, like one, one node, like, hits him in the eye and one in the chin, like, right, so right in his fucking face. And, like, the, the, you know, the zap, and we see, like, the smoke coming mm-hmm. out of his fucking eye socket and have him, like, fall over and slide down the hill. I, I, yeah. I like that because then it, it seems like Jurgen's dead. Yeah, exactly. I like the nuts because it's funny, even though we hit him in the nuts earlier. But I, I honestly kind of prefer the eyes because yeah. it's also that thing where it's like, you know, like with Michael Myers, it's like, oh, should they stab his eyes out? And then somehow he came back later. And this right. way, like when we see if we see Jurgen in a sequel, it's like his face will be all burned and scarred up behind that like horse mask. Yes. You know? OK, yes. Yeah, so- eyes, too. Yeah. All right. I think the eyes is the way to go on this. Okay. So yeah. So so we have like we we do have the same thing where where Hans holds up the you know the the taser and he's like and he he's, he's sh- like he's shaking and he's like I can't do it. He's my brother. And have Allison just kind of grab it from off camera, be like I can, and fucking shoot him and then hit him like like we said in the eye and in the chin or something. So the mm-hmm. you know it connects right to his fucking head and it, like because I want him to still have like one eye. Like I think that would yeah. be like you know the, the Jason vibe. Um, so, you know, he, like, he seizes up, he falls over, there's fucking smoke coming out of his face, and he starts, like, sliding down the hill as, like, Fritz is just barking at him, just, like, you know, and they're, like, kind of the whole, like, we have the it's over moment, we hear the sirens, like, Mm -hmm. like, by the campus, like, remember, we're behind the campus now, so we hear them, like, the sirens, they start making their way back toward the, the campus, so we cut 
to them talking to the cops and have the cops being like, you know, yeah, we, we, we found, you know, Ernie so-and-so like uh, Ernie. Uh, I, I can't remember his fucking name in, in Return of the Living Dead. I was going to use his last name, but <laughs> we'll have. So we have like, you know, Ernie Smith or whatever. We found Ernie Smith like, you know, dead in a dumpster on his way home from the, the college, you know. And then once we got here, like we're, we're seeing all these bodies everywhere. We're like, I'm so sorry. We didn't take you seriously. Like they're talking to Allison and then have her be like, look, I can show you where he is. Like we killed him. They go back and we do that little, you know, code at the end where it's like they go all the way through the woods, like her and several cops. And we see the trail where Jurgen slid down into the water and there's no body, but there's no footprints going anywhere. So it's like, where did he go? Exactly. And maybe, like, maybe this, dun, maybe dun, this, dun. <laughs> and maybe the skull mask is gone too. You know? Yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like he came back to get his mask and then yeah, <laughs> and then he pieced out of there. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, per- perfect. Yeah. There we go. There you go, Santa Claus. There's your story. <laughs> <laughs> you satisfied the under gods. <laughs> Oh, that was nice. uh that was a uh, a journey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. Shit, we got there. We got there. Yeah. Oof. Couple of well, crazy twists. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, I know I I will say it was probably not our best uh just cuz there was a lot of up and downs and backtracks and, you know, twists and turns where we were getting stuck, but I will say one thing came out of this that I am super happy about and that is Jurgen the Yuletide Avenger. That is a character that needs to fucking come back. Yes. I like this guy. I feel like the ending totally set up a sequel, too. And I feel like that's where you were going for it, too, you know? Yeah, like, we we might be able to return next Christmas. Like, (laughs) and we might have our own Christmas mascot. Um, But I love that I have in my notes, gift giver George. George the Yuletide Avenger. Jurgen the Yuletide Avenger. It started off with George. George. All because I said Bell Snickle looks like George Costanza. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. I've actually, I, I, and, and I mentioned it earlier about Dwight from The Office, you know, dressing him as mm-hmm. Bell Snickle in that one holiday episode. But then I just completely forgot about that, and I'm like, fuck, man, we could have named a character Dwight or taken something something from that, but it just right. completely went out of my brain because at the time I was trying to figure out what the fuck are we gonna do with all these like folklore characters? Like shit, I, I don't know. I'm like furiously <laughs> Wikipediaing things, trying to like figure <laughs> it out. Uh, but yeah, dude, I like I like Jurgen. I think that uh, that Mari Lude or whatever, you're, however you pronounce that Welsh. Uh, that Welsh character with the horse skull. For me, that kind of cinched it. As soon as I saw the horse skull, I'm like, oh, someone's got to wear this, like, for sure. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. that that is a really cool look. Yeah, definitely. You know? So, all right. <sighs> I hope we satisfied your your hunger for a Christmas horror story, both Santa and our audience out there, to the people who are listening to this. I don't know about you guys, but I'm exhausted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My, my brain feels like mush. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. It's weird how we just like sit at a computer and talk to each other, but it's like, man, I feel like I like ran a marathon or something, but I am like worn <laughs> out. <laughs> Definitely. It's I mean, quite the, the brain workout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. I do, I do love these types of like, don't know what we're gonna have, like have to work in other, you know, other op like uh, obstacles throughout the the story. I love it, but it's daunting. <laughs> like it really yeah. is. Like the yeah. whole time leading up to it, I was like, I don't know what we're going to do. Fuck. I know. I, I, I see. And I was almost the opposite. I went into this kind of like nervous, but also kind of confident. I'm like, yeah, we could figure it out. 
But then every time there was a new twist, it was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, you what know, what am I going to do now? <laughs> I mean, the, the first, the first couple I hope I didn't okay. hit you with too many. No, no, no that's no. good. No, the first couple of layers were okay. Like, you know, slasher, comedy, even the puppets was like, cool, we can roll with that. But yeah. then it started coming to like, you know, bad guy turns out to be good. And the evil twin one was like, come on, that's just a wrench in the works, you know. <laughs> but, but I, I like it. It worked because it gave us our hook. You know, yeah. we, we, we needed a hook there. Like, why is Jurgen involved? And like that, that worked out perfectly. Like, yeah. Is it something we've seen before? Of course. Is it something we've seen in this manner? No. Um, yeah. And like the, the sudden romance, like, yeah, I mean, that really wasn't much of a twist. We just had two girls, you know, run off together. <laughs> like it was. But, it, but I, I, yeah, I like, again, that didn't, that didn't throw us off too much, but I liked no. it because it was an immediate opportunity to like, oh, cool, let's have these characters, you know, get into a position where we can kill them off. You know, it's like right. it was sort of because that's honestly throughout the entire story, the thing that made it the most sort of meandering other than trying to figure out Jurgen's actual backstory, which, of course, we had to build like a little bit at a time. But I, the whole time I kept feeling like, OK, we need the next situation to slash somebody but it was yeah. like yeah just a bunch of people hanging out at a party like that doesn't help me like we need them to be in different places and going to, to do different things and have different mm -hmm. people around you know you need scenarios to kind of get people alone so having ernie leave the campus and you know these sorts of things that was good so but it, we still ended up with a whole fuckload of people sitting around eating lunch so i'm like shit man we got to get rid of some people you know well, and that's the same problem we ran into with black friday where it was like we because it's a whodunit we have to keep removing people from the group to try to pick them off and i feel like that's that's the hardest part of any like large cast slasher movie is you have to give reasons for the characters to separate because they have to be able to be taken off the the mm -hmm. board without panicking the rest of the group and you know it's funny because 99 percent of the time the way to separate the group is they go to fucking smoke up or they go to fuck those are the two reasons, you know, and like <laughs> yeah. picture any Friday the 13th, Halloween, Nightmare on Elm Street, Texas Chase. Like there's always like, oh, they're going to go out and have, you know, fucking smoke a joint or they're going to go, you know, get laid. And that's the whole reason they leave the group. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, we, we kept with that tradition. <laughs> we did. Honestly, getting high was kind of the reason that all the characters were together in the first place. You know? Right. It was like almost the opposite of that. But then, yeah, we were able to kind of peel them away. But yeah, I'm happy with this. It definitely kind of backtracked on itself a whole bunch of times. And we both got kind of confused at certain points. And so, <laughs> yeah. like, wait, who's who's dead and who's not? And where are we going? And man, it's going to be a bitch to edit. But that's OK. Um, Sam, we're really, really glad you came to join us for our holiday special. Thanks again Absolutely. for being our horror host, for being our very own Elvira, mistress of the Western New York Horror Crew. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Definitely. So that will be my segue into our social media and our plugs. Do you want to plug anything, Sam, while you're here? Tell us what's going on with Western New York Horror Crew. Um, Jerry's Closet has its online store. I am slowly adding things. And there's still a ton to go on there. And then we have Deep in Jerry's Closet, too. If you just Google Jerry's Closet or Western New York Horror Crew, like, it will pop up. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. And that's W-N-Y Horror Crew. Crew with a K. But, yeah, you'll, you'll find it. It'll come up. So what about you, Mike? What's going yep. on with the Boogeyman's Closet? 
Uh, well, uh, we are into our holiday horror or Christmas horror round four. Um, I'm not sure when this episode is coming out, but uh, I believe we will have just covered Christmas Bloody Christmas by the time it comes out. Um, but yeah, it's it's been a ridiculous romp of silly holiday horror and uh we also have a, a couple of special patreon episodes uh one that already came out and one that will be out by the time you hear this uh that will definitely be worth listening to because uh sam joined us for both of those and Ooh. they're pretty fucking hilarious <laughs> like they're they're two episodes i'm very happy with because that we had a lot of fun talking about them um, thank you so yeah, it's definitely funny. It always out. seems like when I'm on here, I'm always on like all three shows within like a two week span. Yeah, because you joined <laughs> us for Creepyhead as well. Yep. <laughs> Over at Count Creepyhead, we have our Christmas special coming up. Uh, not this coming week, but the following week, we'll be doing Christmas special. Nice. Yeah, definitely check out Count Creepyhead, Saturday Morning Monster Mash, The Wicked Men's Closet, Western New York Horror Crew, Jerry's Closet, and all kinds of other amazing creative people at RadPantheon.com or at RadPantheon on all the social medias. You can find out more about this show if you're new and if you are, welcome. Uh, but you can visit us at RaisedByRentals.com or at RaisedByRentals on all the socials. This will be our last improv or sort of normal episode for 2023 and for season two. We have one more episode that we're trying to work out. It'll sort of be a year in review and we'll go back and look back on season two and, you know, it'll be a little bit more conversational. But we hope you guys tune into that one. And season three will be coming up in January 2024. And thanks to all of you for listening throughout 2023, throughout our second season. Thanks for tuning in to the Raised by Rentals program. If you had fun with us, visit us on those socials we talked about. Drop us a line. Leave us a comment. Leave a podcast rating. Let us know what we should improv improve next year. And with that, I'm Josh. I'm Mike. And I'm Sam. And we have to return some videotapes. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. said Mary Crimbly. <laughs> 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 <laughs>